What's up, guys? My name is Jamal Sikoro. My name is Jerron Gaddis. And we are the Wannabe Boo Podcast, bringing you the latest and greatest game anime news, reviews, and waifus for laifu. This is episode 50, the Big Five Zero. Look at that, Jerron. We're old as fuck. We got them, boys. <laughs> we fucking climbing on up, and what an episode we have for you today. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, a little bit of uh, some seasonal updates, a little bit of some award updates. We got a bunch of shit to talk about. That's right. So, uh, so far, how are you, Jerron? How's your week so far? Uh... Pretty, not too bad. I've been consumed by uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, which my friends bought for me. So oh, okay. I've been playing that a lot. That's the online one, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm having a good time. If you've never played it, I mean, it is like you, you have to buy it and then you have to pay a subscription. Right. But the quality is there. Okay. So, so it's, a good, it's a good quality uh, MMO, right? Yeah. All right. Um... And I mean, and I know I wasn't there for that, but uh, you also you also did another podcast, right? Yes, yes, yes. We uh, I did a, a collab for Steven from um, Cyber Time Bite. Uh, we did a second collab um, on his channel for his thirtieth episode. It was me, him, and uh, another podcaster by the name of Brian, who does uh, what was it called? Tune Talks. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I was able to. I was not able to make that one podcast. I was out of the house and could not yeah. be able to record. But, um, I mean, how was it? There, like, how, how it was? It was a lot of fun. We went on for like three to four hours. Damn. Okay. Shit. Yep. But I had a ton of fun talking with them. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, uh, I guess whenever, whenever, I guess whenever Steven pulls up that uh, episode, we'll. I'll post um, it to the our prospective pages. Yeah, how about um, how about Brian's too, right? I mean, yeah, Brian. Brian was a was a gem of a person. It was it was good talking with him. Okay, that's pretty good. That's good. You had a you had a good week so far. How about you, Jemma? How was how was how was your time? How was your New Year's party? Oh, New Year's. Oh, it's great. Uh, New Year's was lit. Uh, AF, as how the kids would say. Yeah, um, the D committee. Yes, definitely. A lot of drinking. Not as much as Christmas, which is, thank God, because Christmas, we, we talked about this, but mm-hmm. Christmas was just like vomit everywhere and cleanup process and, Jesus. yeah, shit. But this time was pretty good. Um, a lot of food, a lot of people there. Um, there. I actually did make a video of the party. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know whether I should link it. Um, I'm not sure about that. But we did, uh, but we did have a lot of fun. I didn't actually go to sleep until 7 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> nice. So that was a new world record for me. Um, but besides that, um, ta- so far, as of right now, I'm just working on taxes because uh, in my current workplace, we're starting to print all your W-2s. So make sure you oh, guys do your taxes. Yep. Make sure you guys do your taxes because I work my ass off just to print out your W-2s and 1099-Cs and W-1099s and all that good stuff, all right? Yep, so all do that your taxes. jargon. Exactly. It's all, it's all just taxes. You know, all, well, yeah. That's all the, the good shit we're, that we want to talk about, right? The, uh, the, the sexy stuff. Right, the, 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 the shit that really brings... The real reason why people are watching want to be a boo. Yeah, exactly, definitely. Um, but before we, wanna, before we go, go off uh, on the, our, our actual topics... Um, there's this there's a bit of news I wanted to talk to you guys about. Mm-hmm. Um, this this happened like quite a while ago, maybe three days ago, and um, 
I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're familiar with with the drone. Um, I'm sure you've probably seen it going around Facebook, but I might have. It was regarding a uh, a Japanese idol from um, what's what's the group what's the group called again? I gotta pull this up real quick. Oh, is that the one where uh, uh, uh... ng ngt forty eight? That's the that's the uh, the group name. It was uh-huh. the it was the the story where one of the idols was actually assaulted at her yeah. home, and um, a few days after that, she actually publicly apologized to the crowd about about what happened she and she she essentially apologized for the inconvenience of talking about it essentially right but it was uh surrounded by misconceptions because a lot of the headlines didn't actually put what fucking happened yeah exactly um to my knowledge now i imagine you looked into it a bit deeper than i did but um from what i saw it was she wasn't apologizing that she got assaulted. She was ap- more so apologizing to uh, uh, like talking her... about it, right? Well, well, no. She was. I thought she was apologizing to her crew because she thought that uh, someone in their group had um, uh, um, essentially gave like gave out her address and stuff, or maybe she accused her fans of doing that. Uh, That's well... why she was apologizing. Uh no actually uh well re- related to that there was some misconception about or there were rumors going around that one of the one of the members actually you know gave out the address but that was proven to be um false according to the managing company mm, okay um but the whole apologizing bit um let's see hold on I had a let's see so uh the 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 idol her name. Uh, by her fans, she's she's uh, uh, also known as uh, Mahohon. Mahohon. <laughs> and um, let's see. So, just going going off going off of uh, an article here, an article here that I found from the South China Morning Post. This was published mm-hmm. what three days ago. Um, a Japanese idol's apology over being assaulted has triggered waves of anger towards her management company to the people of Japan around the world. So, Maho. So Mahohon, also known as Mahu Yamaguchi, is a member of the group NGT48, apologized for causing trouble after she spoke out about an alleged assault that occurred in December 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, 23-year-old singer, often referred to as Mahohon by fans, stood on stage and bowed deeply several times in a video taken during the group's third-year anniversary concert. Quoted, I am sorry for the trouble caused, uh, she told the crowd. In the video live stream earlier in the week, Yamaguchi alleged that two men entered her home, covered her mouth, and tackled her to the ground before she managed to get away. The men were arrested, but later freed without ch- any charges. Yamaguchi alluded to her manager's uh, inaction over the matter in the video and said that she was concerned for her safety and that other members of the NGT48, an offshoot of the popular Japanese group AKB48, mm-hmm. uh, quoted, This time I escaped uh, harm, she said during the live stream. Quote, but I think about what would have happened if I have been killed, if the unthinkable were to happen and nothing was done in time. Uh, unquote. Um, and essentially, the whole article, the whole article kind of is is sort of just a piece on how essentially she was apologizing just for the inconvenience of talking about the the assault, thinking uh, with her having uh, her apologizing for just talking about that she was assaulted and that was. That's like the, that's the main thing about the apology. 
Oh, okay. So I, I'm completely wrong. All right, gotcha. Yeah. Well, fucking that goddamn sucks that she had to apologize for it because you know. And I mean, I'll, I'm gonna link. All, she also she also posted like two videos on, about talking about the incident on on her mm-hmm. Twitter, um, as well as. Uh, there's there's also a bunch of people you know translating in, translating a bunch of the the text the uh, the messages that were sent out. Mm-hmm. Um. Unfortunately, our dear viewers, as much as we love uh, Japan, it has a, a host of problems, particularly involving sexism and uh, how they treat their women. Yeah, definitely. Um. There's there was actually something quite interesting in this in the same article. Um, it's so, this this sort of phenomenon is not like actually uncommon, unfortunately. Because yep. um, it's essentially part of the whole. It's part. It's part of like the nation's social social values, apparently. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called. It's it's a characteristic of forbearance, and I'm quoting this from the from the same article. Um, it's a characteristic of forbearance or gaman in Japanese is considered one of the most highly valued traits of a Japanese citizen said Linda White, a cultural anthropologist and associate professor of Japanese studies at Middlebury College in Vermont. Quote, mm-hmm. for men, this often reveals itself in the ability to work grueling hours or endure torturous physical training. For women, gaman is often associated with tolerating uncomfortable or even abusive social interactions and power hierarchies, unquote. And quoted, when a, when a husband is abusive, the wife needs to gaman. When a boss wants a sexual favor, a young worker should gaman. And while gaman may look like a masochism to an outsider, it is highly prized. It is a highly prized characteristic in both men and women in, Jap- in Japan. Unquoted. Said, uh, who added, and she also added on top of quote unquote taking it, women should bear difficulties without reporting them to protect a family or organization's honor. Mm. So, this I mean, it's I'll, it's shitty and it's fucked up. It's yeah, exactly. I mean, when I when I first ran across the article a few days ago, I was quite infuri- like, infuriated infuriated about this. It's because like, why should someone apologize because they they talked about something bad that happened to them? That's I mean, the very fact of it is that they shouldn't have to. But thanks to you know, their I, I I don't even know what to say. Like I, I I hate it. Like I don't I don't I don't like that these things happen anywhere. Period. You know, fucking especially from a culture that I kind of like. Exactly. You know, there's there's a there's some cool shit about it, but then there's also very glaring problems. Exact, especially this gaman shit. And you know, mm-hmm. I as much as I want to say, you know, as you know, as I guess the non uh, emotional side of me is like, well, that's just their culture. You gotta kind of deal with it. I'm like, no, that's fucking stupid. Why is that even a thing? Like, exactly. how do how do you get to this point? And what makes me even more like furious about it is like the two men that were involved. Apparently, they were fans of the the group, and which led to which led to the assault. Apparently, right. Of course, they were. So quote unquote fans. Yeah, well, diehard fans, I guess, to be stalkers, able to... bullshit pieces of shit that got to walk free for assaulting someone. Pretty much. And it's just that's a that's you know it's a lot of shitty stuff Japan's done. Exactly. That they I mean, refuse to address. Granted, we're not the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> granted, 
we're not the only ones that feel the same. A lot of people, you know, took Twitter by storm when the, after this happened, and you know, uh, t- essentially just started like uh, just you know, defending rallying her. Together yeah, rallying together, together, saying that you know we, you know, they did nothing wrong and all that. And actually, and what's what's interesting, what's interesting too, apparently. Like that that night of the of the when she went on stage to apologize, the fans even like um, re- responded as well. Mm-hmm. Like um, someone actually translated like the tweet and all that. So uh, when she was saying, "I'm sorry for causing all the trouble on this occasion," the fans re- you know reply back, "No, you were right. You were right. As I told you before, there is something that I want to protect, but ended up causing troubles to also those who have taken care of me. I'm truly sorry about that." And the fans reply back with, "You did nothing wrong." Mm-hmm. And then apparently she had an opportunity to talk with the AKS staff, hoping this incident would be a chance to let NGT48 take a new direction. And I will take effort as a as Team G captain for the for that. Please keep on supporting NGT48. So we're not the only ones that think this was actually this, that this was that that this is wrong. And she should have, you know, it's it's not a bad thing that she came out uh, about this accusation. About exactly. Right. In fact, and, everyone should come out and talk about their uh, this shit that happened to them. Regardless of what everyone else says, because you know, it's it's one of those things where if you, no one knows it happens, then if, if no one knows but you, yeah, my fucking English language is dumb. Um, if no one knows something happens but you, then no one else can do anything about it. Exactly. So it's just you, you got to come out. I know you know. I can't. I can't even. I can't imagine the you know the kind of stress kind of worry someone in those situations might have but i mean i can the i can only think to say that saying something about it is the best course of action because if, if nothing said then it's just gonna keep happening and yeah. i'll fucking fucking shoot myself in the foot before i fucking let anybody that i care about ha- let that happen to and not say something <laughs> Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. So far, nothing else has come out um, from this case. So far, uh, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the fans did. Uh, ha- there was a there was a petition actually calling for uh, NGT Forty Eight's manager to resign. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was launched. Okay. It was <laughs> it was launched on uh, this past Thursday in Change.org. and by Friday of last week, it actually gathered nearly three thousand thirty thirty thousand signatures. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I don't know what I mean. There's nothing else that's that's so far has come up. Um, so far, the company canceled three upcoming events mm-hmm. that Yamaguchi had uh, was scheduled to perform. So mm-hmm. they're taking some precautions right now and giving her a break because you know she kind of just went through right. a traumatic experience, which right. is she would need it. And considering how much they work the work their idols, she fucking three just a few days worth of rest is more than is not. I want to say more than enough is like you know. A godsend for them. Exactly. So, I mean, and this is, and like, it's not, it's not even just this, just this one isolated incident, but like, other, like plenty of other incidents as well. I was reading after, as I was reading up on this too. There were even like, there was one case where like a, um, a another idol, I think it was from a different group. Um, she also publicly apologized for, uh, being caught having a relationship, uh, with somebody apparently. I and don't. That, I, that caused. I, that caused also some controversy within that athlete space. I mean, granted, I'm I'm fully aware of how 
a lot of these contracts were formulated even like even the k-pop contracts are sort of formulated like this like there's a con like there there's some there's some written things about like how you know members are not allowed to openly date or even like think about trying to date because they're they are you know they're the fans um they're for the fans and for for them to get into a relationship for them to go into a relationship that's a uh how do you how do you say that's disloyal to your fan base and uh should you know and should be looked down upon like as and I mean, recently was it one of the uh, a k-pop member what's what's his um what's his face um let me let me just uh, shine blah 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 shine k-pop oh man i gotta Edon. So a member, uh, a member from a member from uh, Pentagon. Edon. He was actually kicked off of uh, the group because he was caught uh, in a relationship with uh, another with a different uh, solo artist, mm-hmm. and he was just completely cut. Even though like he he actually wrote like one of the one of the popular songs uh, a while ago, but he was just completely cut because he violated contract and all that stuff. I mean. And that's how it goes with just a lot of these idol and you know Asian group, uh, group kind of well. organizations. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand like how we get to the point where like we have to pretend like these artists owe the fans anything outside of their work. You know, like you are there as a fan to enjoy their music, enjoy their performances. Anything outside of that is a fucking is just icing on the cake. If they want to do, you know, fan readings or signing things, you know, it's it's honestly it's not even so much like the fault of the um the fault of the the the, the idols and artists themselves because it's it's the organizations that they sign up with. Like they they're so focused on we got to make the quickest buck, we got to make the big you know biggest amount of money. How do we make the biggest amount of money? We basically cut off everything to these people's lives so they can only focus on performing and for their being for the fans like it's it's corrupt it's awful it's like it's just literally the worst i hate it but i mean i don't know it would take a lot for it to change like it would take quite a few new companies to you know throw that whole rule away and just allow artists to perform and be be them, their human selves instead of just these robots that are, you know, that the 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 bad companies want them to be. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, it's, what, what was I what was I gonna say? Like, um, I mean, it's like it's like what it's like what the the article was talking about too. This is this is this is a problem rooted down to 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 even cultural norms as well. So. This isn't some. This isn't just. A, this, this isn't just just a, a social situation, like in the case of uh, Mahohon, but mm-hmm. it's it's like deeply rooted with years of just, you know, it's a culture which is unfortunate. Right. Like right. that's part of how people used to live, and I mean, still is how people live today in terms of like how they have to handle certain situations and all that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's gonna have you know, it's, it it'll have to take some time and some change, but. That's that's how the reality is with some with some of this stuff is, and I just want to just point out how fucked up and just kind of like I don't I don't like it's it. Gross. I just I exactly gross. I just that's, it's just fucking gross. I hate it. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that bit of news just to you know 
give some awareness about this too because mm-hmm. it didn't because again it's unfortunate that something like this just this something like this had to be like the one few cases that kind of started sparking the whole uh, the conversation about yeah exactly sparking the whole conversation even though there's like there's been years of mm-hmm. of this kind of this cultural phenomenon happening and i mean i'm glad that it's starting to become a conversation but it's also saddening that it's it's only doing it's only starting like now right i mean i mean i i don't i don't i i don't want to bring down this whole conversation but this is this is something that i want i i really wanted to talk about i mean I'm, I'm glad you brought it up cuz i i definitely wasn't thinking about it yeah cuz it i mean it also kind of reflects upon like the fa- like fandoms in general how that like, that's a good point because because re- so, even something like this really puts a strain on like 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 fandoms and, and as as a whole because I mean the, the two men that were involved they were fans apparently mm-hmm. of of uh, of the group and how does that look with you know genuine fans that kind of just want to enjoy their their appearances or music you right, know it, it just, just it's basically lumps them in with the whole with the whole idea that fans of idol anything are just slobbering fools exactly and then at that point you're also you're you're also making the idols themselves uncomfortable and they can't they, they won't be able to they won't be able to, to give us like the you know, the product of the, the music that we love if we're a, a, constantly a threat to them in and outside of their their professional life right like they invited like they invaded her home like that's not that's not a, that's not that's not right that's that's just <sighs> it's everything but right exactly but i mean i'm glad it's starting to be a conversation and i hope i hope things start the, becoming more to light and within the next few years there's some major changes in the uh just the the idol society as a whole exactly i mean to be honest i think i think japan and even a lot of the east asian countries need their have need to have their own you know me too movement at this point yeah that should you know especially for their their, their entertainment industry mm-hmm. well just in general because like it, it kind of shines a lot of like you said the whole beef stuff it shines a lot on a lot of the uh, domestic stuff that happens because like if, if there if you know people that are out in the open on tv on you know on your phone are having to apologize for causing trouble you know damn well regular housewives are fucking getting getting the shit yeah exactly and it's not even just that like it's even i was actually kind of surprised that this was also like gaman also applied to men as well like mm-hmm. that's like the whole like you know they should you know uh, gaman for men is like you know you should be able to work ungodly hours every week and essentially you know be on the verge of work o- overwork exhaustion Right. But that and and you're not and you're not allowed to com- complain. You're not allowed to complain or raise issues about it because that's your gamma. And you have you have to, you know, be the man and be able to take all that kind of abuse because that's that's for your honor or for your family's honor or for no for the company's honor because you are a representation of the company. And if you were to let let that down, then you're letting the entire company down. Like that's fucked up. Even even on the man's perspective as well. Yeah. Like it's, this it's this whole thing just... is. Like reinforcing the old, you know, old uh, uh, gender stereotypes where the men have to do be the absolute workers and providers, and women just have to fucking caretake, and that's it. 
Exactly. So, I mean, a lot of it needs to be, a lot of it more, a lot more of a lot of a lot of it has to be more uh, brought, brought brought to light, and we gotta Honestly. we gotta we gotta start somewhere. We gotta start somewhere in in terms of this conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad it's, it's I'm glad it's it's being talked about now. We gotta keep doing better. We gotta we gotta keep supporting. You know, us as human beings, mm-hmm. that you know, we are all we're all people that kind of you know care, and that we have you know issues and troubles that we that we should be able to talk about, as well as be able to address, um, you know, reasonable issues. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not pride. Like it, I feel like like this is just a giant pride argument, and that shouldn't even be about honor or pride. It should just be about humanity. Right. But you know, you know us humans, we gotta fucking throw our own beliefs in there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. But that's 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 my mini rant about this. I did this is this is something I, I I've been wanting I've been wanting to talk about, and I, I I want I mean I did come I mean last week it didn't it didn't come arise last week, but it just this is you know this is fresh from about three days ago as of this recording. Mm-hmm. So I I did want to bring that to attention and just you know give give some insight on it as well. Right. So. I uh, didn't mean to bring anyone down, but let's uh, let's keep going. Let's uh, let's keep going with here. Now let's roll into our uh, topics for today. Yeah. So, um, as you guys know, last week we covered um, we covered a lot of the what we were gonna watch in terms of uh, the season's anime, uh, starting with twenty in January twenty nineteen. Yep. Um, granted, I only watched two, but that's, it's more than I. Hey, no, that's more. That's more than I normally would have, which is you know oh. zero. <laughs> Ooh, look at me! I fucking did two instead of zero. Well, look at this. fucking suck my dick. Hey. I did so well. I did pretty good. I did. A, I did a pretty good job. I no, mean, I'm at least hitting the big bangers. You hit. I hit two. You hit, hit one of the big bangers. No. What well, was the other one you hit? You said um, the cute one. Yeah. That's way the fuck down here. Which one was it? The 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 the, the was it Indro or was it Pastel Memories? Um, um, if it's not Wata- one of the top six, it doesn't count. It's what it's uh, Watashi ni Tenshiga Majuroita. Oh, yeah, that's not a banger, Jomel. I'm sorry, that's just the next pedal bait anime. Hey, hey, what, what, <laughs> what, 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 you fucking pedophile? Excuse me, I don't, I don't, I don't need these accusations on me now. Hey, do you, there, there, it's not an accusation at this point, it's a fact. As I was saying, out of, um, out of no, we're we're pushing this. You out of all the anime you watch, Shield Knight, which is good. It's a fucking it's great great start to the show. And you fucking watched the pedal bait one, which is basically Uzumate two, uh, the Electric Boogaloo. Actually, it's 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 kind of funny. People actually have compared that to compare that to this in terms of the um. This is this is more of a tolerable, useless maid. Oh yeah, it's it's way more tolerable. <laughs> it's not it's not as in your face. Uh, like, I'll, I'll love you even after your first period kind of thing. Exactly. This this, this is not a, this is not inappropriate kind of uh, um, situations here. It's kind of inappropriate. Uh, actually, no, see if I were to, if okay if let me, I'll, I'll start it off. Okay, the one one of the first episodes I did watch uh-huh. it, it was an anime called Watashi ni Tenshi ga Mayorita. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the angels and, fall, fell upon me or something like that. Yeah, um, pretty much. It's just it's it centers around a college student that I mean, according to my list, falls in love with 
uh, Hannah at first glance, which is her younger sister's like friend that she brought over home one day, and mm-hmm. they're like in elementary school, fifth grade. They're <laughs> they're in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, it's 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 just it's a, it's it's a it's a it's a slice of life anime regard like centering around um, Hinata. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? No, no. Yeah. Miyako. Miyako's a college student. That sounds wrong, Miyako, because she has a hobby of cosplaying or making cosplay in general. Mm-hmm. And she's got a hobby. She's got like a habit of trying to yeah. like she of trying to dress up. Um, what's a Shiro Hana? That's that's the girl's name, Hana, and also yeah. a sister in, into cute and all the other girls outfits. that she eventually gets involved with. Well, I mean, I, they haven't showed up yet. The only so far, only Hana, only Hana showed up. And I mean, it's 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 a cute series. If I mean, if I were to actually compare it to anything, I actually would. It's actually kind of like a a good comparison to um, Strawberry Marshmallow or Ichigo Marshmallow, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is essentially like a slice of life series about um, four grade school students and one of their older sisters just hanging out and doing shenanigans. With here, here, here's why that's wrong, Jomo, and here's why it's more comparable to Uzume. Hey, uh, here, here's bas- basically how one of the scenes went down. Hey, I'll give you candy and sweets and stuff if you let me dress you up in outfits and take pictures of you. I mean, that's not that's not a fair. <laughs> Shut up, Jomo. That's not a fair comparison. That's, how is that not a fair comparison? That happened in the first episode. Well, yeah, but if you're wording it like that, it sounds like some sort of dodgy it's material a, here. It's exactly what happens. It's literally what's happening in the anime. And, that is verbatim what's happening. And she in did fact, give them. And she did give them sweets and dress them up sweets and, and dress them up in, in cosplay. Yes, right. It's exactly what's happening. You say it. You're saying I'm trying to dress it up as some dodgy thing. No, it's literally what happened. Yeah, but nothing dodgy. dodgy but nothing dodgy ever happens though. She took pictures of a child after baiting her with sweets in various outfits. That is literally what happened. That is the dodgy thing that happened. You know, John, I'm really, I'm really feeling some sort of tension right now. I feel like you're trying to say, I feel like you're trying to say something. I'm saying that this is a dodgy anime, just like with Uzume. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not funny, and I'm not gonna watch it because I did watch the first episode. It was funny. It was enjoyable. That right. does not change the fact that it was dodgy. Uzumade um, was funny and enjoyable, but it's dodgy as fuck. That I mean, obviously, if the obviously if, if one of the protagonists is essentially talking about someone's uh, egg cycle, that's actually that's, that you know that can be very dodgy. This right. is this 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 this. You know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sound anymore anymore. Don't defend it, Jomo. It's it is what it is. It's cute girls doing cute things. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's cute girls doing creepy things. Yep. Well, one of them is, but. Yeah, I mean she cosplays herself, so that's true. That's cute that she's yeah. she's super shy and doesn't like to. Uh, she cosplays when no one else is looking. That's cute. Sure, yeah, exactly, definitely. But let's not deny the dodgy things happening, Jomo. But moving on, you know this is a terrible segue <laughs> from what we were just talking about a while ago. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> let's move on here. All right. Well. uh... 
let's let's yeah. both let's both go into something that we're that we both that we did both watch. We both watched uh, Shield Knight, and yeah. this this I honestly believe this has got this slime's got some competition right now. Yeah, well, like, I I, w- I wouldn't say it's bad competition. I I, I would comp- I would I want to compare this to a uh, it complements it. I feel like rather than a competition, to be honest. I with don't you. know. This is direct competition. You sure? You think so? They're both isekais. But they go on in completely different directions. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why I'm saying like I feel like they complement each other because this is like if if a one case scenario went one way and then Shield Knight is the other case scenario. I mean, I good. guess, like, but that still makes them competitive because they're oh, still isekais. That's true, but we're both watching it, so we're both enjoying it. I feel like it's not much of a right competition. Right now, both both shows are great. Yeah, and but they they are great for different reasons. But we're gonna see which one. Like, rains on top. Rains on top. That's true because they both because both of these so far both of these animes are good examples of isekai, like good isekai right. anime. Right. They they are standard. Well, okay, no, false. Let me let me. <laughs> they're standard, but with a twist. Twist for slime. Obviously, the main character is a slime. Twist for this is the main character is accused of rape and is now a super cynical. Uh. <laughs> uh Super cynical boy running through the world with this exactly. slave. Jesus Christ! What's with all these segues? This, it's all linking together. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. it's it's really it's honest. <laughs> oh, like, this it's is bad. Really bad. Oh but, my God! Like, Why? You know, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so basic. So uh, I guess kind of spoilers, but it's the synopsis well, for the first episode. Yeah, it's, a, it's the first episode. Uh, actually, it's it says the whole thing is said right here in Anime Miami list. So. Oh, is it? Oh yeah. well, then yeah, it's in the synopsis. Uh, so basically, four knights are summoned, or four people from alternate universe japans are summoned to this world um and they're supposed to be the four heroes to stop the demon waves from coming or whatever blah 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 who cares uh the basic idea is that these four knights have four different weapons three of them have actual weapons and one of them our main character just has a shield which has no offensive capabilities whatsoever and because of that everyone's like oh yeah shield knight sucks um so he's not really getting any respect and when it was time to divvy up for, you know, everyone's got to go on their own adventure and level up by themselves. Uh, we're going to, but we're, you know, as a kingdom, we're going to try to provide you with some uh, party members. No one joins the Shield Knight, uh, Shield Guys uh, team, except for one girl who later on, you know, we're just going to fast forward on, uh, betrayed him by accusing him of raping her. Uh, by the way, um, I, I need to poke some holes in here because they didn't. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, let's not. I mean, let's <laughs> not do any. Sp- that was a bad turn of phrase. Actually, yeah. Uh, I need to poke some holes in this. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. We don't want to go super deep in the spoilers, but this has to be said. Okay. Uh, she she specifically accused him of getting drunk and storming into a room, and that's when he pinned her down and did the do. Now, here's the problem: our main character absolutely refused to drink the whole yeah. time. Like, yeah. he was like, no, I don't want to drink. It's like, oh, but she's like, oh, but are you sure? You know, it's rude in the matriarchy, the matriarchy of the kingdoms. Like, no one ever turns down a woman for a drink. He's like, no, nah, I'm sorry, I don't drink. Now, that inn was full of people who saw, I'm sure saw them in the inn and saw him refuse her drink. There's no damn way that they didn't. That was you, the biggest point of That there was a hole in her story. She said that he stumbled in drunk. There's no way he didn't. He, no alcohol passed his lips. There's literally 
that's the biggest hole. You could if he pointed that out and called some witnesses, it would have been done and done and over with. I mean, you could you could also argue that it was probably well. Like you, everything else was set up perfectly except for that. That was the only thing not mentioned. She said that he stumbled and drunk. He didn't fight that part of it. He just said he didn't do it. He should have said, "I didn't." There was no way I could have stumbled and drunk because I didn't drink. Yeah. That, bam. I mean, right there. Th- th- not just that. There's also another. There's also another hole. What? It's the armor too. Remember that she gave the armor to Arch uh, Spear Dude. Right. They could have brought in the shopkeep. That is true. They could have brought in the shopkeep because he he would know his own work. Exactly. I mean, he, he was there when he sold it to him. Like right. you could like say, yeah, you know, that was for him. Right. That's a good point. That's that's another hole. All literally this entire this entire series could have been solved in the first episode if we <laughs> fucking used our brains. But whatever. Our main character is super edgy now, and he's going off buying slaves to help him. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it so far. I, I, it's I, this pretty is, good. This is definitely. This is. I mean, I'm glad that Shield uh, Shield Hero is here because. I mean, I, I'm not ready for a slime to be done, but when it does, you know, end, when it does end, we got this 25 episode anime. Exactly. exactly. So this is going to carry us for the next for the next couple of seasons. Right. Which is fucking great. Because I know apparently because I mean, from what I've been told, you know, it doesn't get better for him. And I don't want to like see him go through that, but I kind of want to see that, you know, that, that that takedown and rebirth kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I didn't, I didn't well, realize less it's... of a rebirth. Because from I heard a synopsis of the entire series, and he just stays cynical the entire time. Uh, well, in terms of like his skill, like he's actually. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no, he gets... he's actually, you know, even though he's shield hero, he's not the most useless person out of the four heroes, if anything. I mean, you know, cliche is gonna say that, you know, they're gonna get to the waves, and the other three heroes are gonna get their ass beat, and then he's gonna be like, oh, what they're doing damage? I'm sorry, I didn't notice. Yeah, exactly. I'm tanky as fuck. Like right. <laughs> He's I mean, already he's a, tanky. He can't feel. He can't feel pain or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, is he just like that? Is that his passive, or is he just that tanky? Like, it turns out he's just that tanky. I mean, if you're a shield hero, I expect you to be super fucking tanky. Exactly. And I didn't. I didn't notice this before, but like one of the promo, like the promo images of the anime, mm-hmm. there's like a bunch of like this, this kind of like weird kind of pattern design around like our you know our main uh, heroine boy and and and. Um, his partner, but I looked at it closer. Turns out that's like his his fucking shield tree, like a skill tree. Right. Yeah, that's his shield I, tree. I looked. I looked. I just just looking at that photo, the the that promo image. I'm like, that's not a skill tree. That's a skill forest. Like, holy shit. He just. Right. He. I mean, he's going full slime, but he's just feeding his shield, like yeah. anything he can find at this point, and just giving it pretty much everything that it can it can eat and handle, mm-hmm. and like transform into its own fucking weapon, like. You know, which is gonna, which is actually a lot cooler than I thought. Cause I thought the, sh- you know how, you know how the shield's like, you know, small in comparison. All that. I thought it was yeah. gonna, like, you know, expand into a tower shield or all that good stuff. No, it's a fucking full-on magical item that'll just. Well, it does. It does technically transform. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I thought. I, but it retain. The-, the cool thing about it is that he doesn't have to keep it in its other forms. Yeah. Because it, if he masters one shield, it. Those stats, the stats of that one carry over to any other transformation. So if he got them all, he could just go back to his regular, the regular look of his shield, but he'd still have all the passives and stat boosts from all the other shields. Right, exactly. Which is really fucking cool. But, and, you know, in a gameplay standard, you know. Uh... Yeah, pretty much. And, I mean, so far, 
they have some pretty good characters because I hate majority of all the characters so far. Yep, that's that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of like I like how they have like this is just a, me being like very detail oriented, but I like how they have the swordsman uh, being voiced as the same person that voiced Kirito. Ha, that's since, funny. Since he since that character also is seeing the entire ordeal as a video game. Yeah. Like just that as a video game. Right. Oh, so and just, he was the one with the from the VR world too. Yeah, he's the, he said he's the one that that's familiar with VR VR MMOs. Like, I feel like that was like giant nod. Oh, that's that, that's a huge nod. There's no way <laughs> since they had his voice actor voice that 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 role. There's absolutely no way that wasn't a nod. In fact, I would I would so I would go as far to believe that he was pulled from Sao. <laughs> you're thinking that like I you would think is that as deep? As far as to say he was pulled from Sao, yes. I, don't know, I think you're I think you're going a little too. too I far might be reaching, there, but I don't know. I'm just saying. And it's a it's a pretty cool knot. And the first episode is like 45 minutes, so you're gonna get a lot of good first episode yeah. uh, content from uh, Shield Hero. But I'm I'm definitely gonna be enjoying this. It's it comes out every Wednesday, which is fucking sucks because I have to wait in the middle of the damn week. Yeah. To like wait for that, but it's okay. You know, it's a good midweek anime. So I'm gonna have to, you know, wait till Some this. To you got Monday and Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, plus I have other anime to watch anyway too. So. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Mob Psycho 102. It's looking pretty good. Essentially, it's the same, same idea as the first season. You know, you got Mob OP as hell, but he's coming. He's coming more into terms with his emotions, which is pretty nice. But they also reintroduce the uh, Mob Counter, and I'm curious as to what that's going to build to. Wait, Joma, have you seen the first season of Mob Psycho? I have not, to be honest with you. Oh my god! <laughs> Go watch SAO. It's really good. Hasn't watched Mob Psycho. Come on, man. It was made by one One Punch Man's author. Yeah, I watch. I know. I I watch One Punch Man. I don't. I don't. I just couldn't get into Mob Psycho back then. Cause it's weird. Maybe I understand. That's Maybe there's like. Like I, th- I, it might have been just that, cause at a certain point, I think something can only be as weird. Like kind of same reason why I didn't watch uh, Kage Guru season one. What? Yeah. That one was beautiful. Oh. Fair enough. <laughs> but there's only so much weird I can take, Jerron. You know what I mean? Like I'm just I'm, saying. I'm, 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 a gym. I'm surprisingly like you know, boring as fuck, but. <laughs> Uh, on the occasion, I mean, I, I will think about it, because I mean, I, I I I did try out the first the first three episodes. You know, did my first three episodes. You know, mm-hmm. rule, and you know, I couldn't get back into it after the three episodes. So I mean, I, I at least tried. Yeah, I may go back to it. That. I may go back to it again. Maybe. No. No, you won't. No. Okay. Every every anime fan says that. Yeah, I'll go back to it at some point. <laughs> you won't. It's okay. It's not okay, but I'll give you a pass. Because <laughs> at least tried. Because you at least tried. Uh, next up we got is uh, Yakusono Neverland. I forgot no. the English title. Um, it's um the Promised Neverland. The Promised Neverland. Yeah, this one. Oh, this one's the this one's gonna be that one that I'm gonna not like to watch. Like the spooky. It's real spooky. Okay. It started I... spooky. No, it started pretty cute. And then it got spooky, like, in the okay. last, like, five minutes of the show. Like, I mean, I didn't watch it yet, but I'm definitely going to be watching this. 
I didn't know I didn't know when it was coming out. So I mean, it came out this past Friday. So I'm gonna have it, to catch up to that. It got pretty spooky and set a bad tone for the rest of the show. Oh really? Like a little bad taste in your mouth? A bad taste in the sense that there's gonna be more bad tastes to come. Because mm. they specifically pointed out that there's 36 of them. Now there's 35. Ooh. <laughs> it's gonna be one count. It's gonna be a countdown every episode, isn't it? I uh, I would imagine. There's only there's only 12 episodes. There's gonna be a lot of them. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, basic rundown of the first episode, Jerome, without you know, without just... spoiling. Yeah. Uh, basic idea is that there's a group of you know there's a this farm out in the middle of a forest kind of kind of deal of um kids and it's supposed to be an orphanage um every so often once someone will adopt one of the kids and they'll be gone strange enough none of them right back but you know all the kids are pretty smart particularly the three main characters uh who are very athletic very you know extremely smart probably iq you know, IQs in the 200s, maybe, you know, that kind of stuff. And two of them discover a secret about the uh, quote-unquote orphanage that will change their lives, and now they have to try to escape. Does this say in the synopsis about the demons? I think it does. Um, let's see. No, nothing about demons specifically. Yeah, well, something changed their fate, and they got to figure it out and get Escape the orphanage and there's demons. But that's Pretty much it. spooky, right? <laughs> Pretty spooky. Uh, I haven't watched Kaligiri XX, but I was reading the manga, so it's just a continuation of the story. Um, I don't remember what happened at the end of the. Oh yeah, they, she faced off against uh, that the I guess the student council president's secretary was she? I guess. In that big tower? Or is that happening in this season? I don't know. More weirdness. More, more, you know, extreme faces. More of what you like. More gambling. Pretty Good much. Stuff. I didn't watch Dororo yet because it's not on Verve. I got to find it somewhere. Uh, Wait, Dororo as in the... The oh. Samurai one. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched Data Live 3 because I haven't watched Data Live 2. <laughs> uh, did you, did you watch Pop. Boogie Pop? I did watch Boogie Pop. I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> I I literally like I get it, but the first episode is told out of order. It's not the first episode. If anything, it's the it introduces you to to the main not even the main character. Uh I uh, there's a um because I, I can't. How about this? How about this? Do, do the tags hold up? Like it's a mystery horror psychological. How much of that is actually true? All of that. Sh- it's not really mystery though, because we already know by episode two it explains what happened. In, well, it doesn't explain what happened in episode one, but it tells you who who the bad guys are right off the bat in episode two. Okay. And the horror does hold up, quote unquote horror. It's just gore. Okay. And it's I don't know about psychologically yet, other than the fact that the girl that's quote unquote boogie pop is um has multi multi personality disorder. Okay. Boogie pop's one personality and the other is just a regular high school girl. So, so it's, it's like an it's an entity that kinda of takes yeah. over her. Yeah. 
But okay. Boogie Pop's aware of the other one, but not but not the other way around. Oh, okay. So, uh, so like, what's the main point of it? <laughs> there. Okay, so the most basic idea I can give you is that there's a monster let loose in the in the um high school, and it can shape change into people that it's killed. Um, Boogie Pop was sent from somewhere or something to kill the monster. Okay. Which apparently happens in the first episode. <laughs> which I say, which is why I say it was told out of order because everything's you get more of an idea of what's going on in the second episode. Right. All right. But there's still questions. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's and, only two episodes so far, so. Yeah. It's going to be 18. God knows what's going to fucking happen. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched the, I haven't watched, um, I mean, is there anything else you, I just scrolling through all this. Has there anything else you, you, uh, yeah, you there's watched? a couple. Has there? Okay. Yeah. I watched, uh, the, uh, go to, go to Obun no Hana Yome or the quintessential quintuplets. It's a, it's a classic harem anime, uh, where the, but this time, you know, going off of what we talked about in the last podcast, the main character has a personality. Uh, he's poor. He's working for this these five. He's working with these five sisters to tutor them, because uh, he's gonna get paid a lot. Uh, all the girls are stupid, but they all they all you know have their tropes. Wait, they're, they're all good. stupid. They're all siblings. Nah, and, well, they're they're quintuplets. I mean, like, they're all stupid. You said they're all stupid. Yes. Oh, okay. The reason why they left their previous school is because they all almost failed. Damn. And some of them did completely fail. I guess they're all. I guess they are all related then. Yeah, um, you got your basic tropes in your girls. You got your main character girl that's kind of a tsundere, kind of not. You know, you got your quiet, shy gamer type. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, if not gamer, then just quiet, shy, does her own thing kind of girl. We got your socialite that's um, secretly super fucking yandere sadistic kind of. We got your airhead idiot that's you know always bubbly and we got uh onesan <laughs> we we all know what onesan's like yeah definitely that's my favorite out of the bunch right. it's fucking same <laughs> um all have big boobs so sorry you lolly you lolly piece oh, of shit that's a, that's a surprise you, there's usually the, that one token flat chest there's usually but no all of them are stacked look at that upgrading now uh i didn't watch minaria friends unfortunately i really do need to Watch the cat one, the Do Do Kyonen Wahiza Titoki Doki Atamano Ue. Uh, basically, from what it from what I'm getting is that the there's this art there's this novelist that doesn't like to talk to people. Uh, he saved a cat, and is now taking care of it because it inspires him to write more. And has, part, most of the episodes told from his perspective. The rest of it's told from is told from the cat's perspective. And that's just the dynamic of the show. Hmm. Uh, this next one that I'm actually really, I thoroughly enjoy is uh, Ueno-san wa Bukiyo. Uh, basically, Ueno-san is this uh, little, I guess, high school girl, middle schooler. No, yeah, she's a middle schooler who's a genius. She creates a bunch of weird shit that, you know, it all works. But, you know, she is a freak. In the sense that she, there's this uh, uh, other boy in her uh, science club that she likes, and but he's like, you know, main character of the year, fucking denser than goddamn 
uh, lead. Like it's fucking oh, God. stupid. Like <laughs> she li- she basically literally told him that she liked him, but he didn't get it. <laughs> uh, and she uses her different inventions to try to woo him. For example, okay. uh, I mean, she's still a child, so she doesn't understand why things are weird. For example, she made a a perfect filter that can get rid of all impurities in, in a liquid and just turn it into water. So she used her pee and wanted him to drink it after it was purified. And she, I guess she couldn't really get why he wouldn't want to drink it. But he didn't get why she, she wanted him to drink it, which is un- more understandable on his side. Yeah. But, you know, she did. But um, she wanted him to drink it because she wanted, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's funny. I'm assuming he's just going to follow the ideas of she invents something weird to try to get his attention, but he doesn't get it. But it's good. I like it. And the only other thing I watched was uh, uh, the Watashi pedal bait one. Oh. <laughs> but there are a lot more that I do want to watch. Like Kimono no Friends too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, that's basically all the uh, anime that we've watched from this season. Yeah, so far. Um, I'm still working on it, but I'm definitely gonna be cut. Fucking get. I mean, watch more. <laughs> I'll be. I'll. I'll at least be up to date by our three. By our uh, three episode analysis. Mm-hmm. So at least the ones I do. At least the ones that I do want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fucking but, better. <laughs> I'll do better this year. That's my. That's one of my. That's actually one of my resolutions to watch more anime this year. This year, in total, so that's something I definitely want to work on. But um, there. Other than that, like again, tonight, this week is gonna be a, a lot to talk about because I completely didn't think this was gonna happen so soon. But as of right now, as I should know, as of the January eleventh. Crunchyroll has now opened up the uh, Anime Award uh, voting polls. Yeah, boy. And you, you, you know, you know the drill, guys. This is this is how we started off our our first few episodes of the podcasts. And there is a lot of categories to go through. Sort of. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's it's. I don't know if of... I would say there's more than previously, but there's different. There's two different ones at the very least. Really? Okay. And, um, so far, I, I kind of, I do want to just go, we want to go through them with you, um, even give you our own kind of votes, because they're, because right, as of, as of this week, the voting is going to, votings for all these, for all the categories are going to be up, up until February, where is it here, um, uh, February 16th, so, um, I should know. Oh shit! No, hold on. False. Okay. Okay. My bad. No. So according to the Anime Awards, the uh, the description here, um, Kazar votes starting Friday, January 11th, and then fans will have one week to discuss, decide, and oh. share their choices. So okay. So my bad. So it came out last Friday. You guys have um, up until this coming Friday, January 18th, to cast your votes, and uh, all of that will be revealed on February 16th. So. <laughs> It'll be streamed. Exclu- this will actually be streamed exclusively on Twitch. So if you guys want to put your votes in for all these categories, you have a one. You, well, you have less than a week now because I came out last Friday in the 11th. You have until the 18th to put your final votes in, and I probably should do that as well. 
Same. So, actually, we can actually do it right now. So, we actually do it live right now, John, since all the votes are pretty much open up to do. Because I didn't right, actually maybe. get I didn't get a chance to vote, actually, last year. So Right, because we, we, were, we were late in the game. Definitely. So, um, so let's go down this nice little voting poll for the 2019 Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Oh, here's hoping I can fucking log in, though. I don't remember my Crunchyroll password. Alright, there we go. Alright, starting with... Wait, I just logged in. What are you doing? <laughs> uh... Okay, that's just that. Alright, starting with Best Protagonist of 2019. Which is... On... though I honestly find it weird that we're already doing the voting. Like, just in general? Just in January. Oh. So I think this is, it's counting all of 2018 as well. Yeah, pretty much. Because, like, you know, the, 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 you know, the season did end, like, what, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. The last so. season. So, definitely, I mean, it, it's actually a good time, I guess. And then February would be a good time just to announce everything for the, for right. last year. So, yeah, this is counting for, uh, most of the, mo- all of the anime in 2018 and the few that ended, uh, in, um, 2019. So, first up is Best Protagonist. We have Retsuko from Agretsuko, uh, Yumeko Jabami from Karake Kuri, uh, Joe from Megalobox, Violet Evergarden from Violet Evergarden, <laughs> Rimuru Tempest from... Wait, that doesn't count. That's still going. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rimuru Tempest from that time I got reincarnated as a slime, and Sakuta Atsug- Atsugawa from... Rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai. So what are you uh, thinking here, Jaron? What are you, what are, what are we thinking? In terms of best protagonist, person that I love to follow, or person that I just enjoyed the most. Because like let's 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 think about this. Because we're talking about we're talking about these characters as protagonists, so that means you know they have to have they have to be able to have to carry themselves throughout the entire show. Right. You know. And I I also want to argue that they need to have enough depth as a person to. Uh, be con- really considered because you can enjoy someone in the anime that they're in, but if they're not like a real person, then it's kind of pointless. Well, realism like I mean, relatable I guess not or pointless. you can enjoy what you want to enjoy, but like, well, realism re- relatable or isn't just you understand them as a person? Not relatable, but I want to see some you know different sides to them other than just you know their just, character just, just that being they're playing, MC. that okay. they're being portrayed as. For okay. example, I love uh, Yumiko Jibami. She's a fucking cool character. Not enough depth. She is just crazy gambler girl. Okay. Uh, so that that's what I mean. Uh, Joe would also fall in that from Megalobox. Because as good as a character he is, again, no depth. He's still Joe. He's just Joe. You know, he's passionate about boxing. You know, kind of, uh, you know serious about it you know that's really it I, I, there's not much to say about joe himself <laughs> unfortunately great character um, great anime but you great, know. great character right right, right. um but, i've been watching retsuko or uh, gretsuko so i can't give a fair vote on that same but you know i have watched violet evergarden and the other three uh violet does have depth out as well as being the emotionalist quote kind of emotionless uh kudere that she is um rimu has good depth you know 
he's you know you get very bunch of different sides to him and sakuta was as a lot of depth because you get a lot of him you get every side to this boy which is why i'm personally probably going to give it to sakuta because i really enjoyed his character you okay sakuta yeah all right well there you go that's john's vote is going with sakuta azu sagawa so for me it's a little bit different uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going, I'm gonna go with the same mindset when it comes to like uh, depth in terms of character. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm also, I also want to like add to the whole. I kind of, I, I would, I would like. I mean, this is more of a more so an optional thing, but I like when characters have an arc in a sense where mm-hmm. you know they've, where they've come from somewhere, and by the end of the series, uh, they're either they've either improved as a character or even become, you know, even like they've changed in, in a sense. Right, I understand that. And for me personally, I would actually have to put my vote for uh, Violet, just because. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the entire the, the entirety of her story was just trying to discover herself, because mm-hmm. you know her her backstory coming from essentially a war orphan that you know has known nothing but war, mm-hmm. and has you know she herself had to f- discover herself and discover what it really means to you know ironically feel. <laughs> Mm. being the emotionless type she was and to be to be able to translate feelings in in writing at least in, in her sense where she she became one of the most exceptional um dolls in in the letter writing company mm-hmm. that shows a lot when it comes to her character and i i i i loved seeing her just evolve as a character Mm-hmm. Granted, not not uh, expression uh, in terms of expression, not really as much. But her in terms of her le- letter writing, I, I mean, granted, I didn't cry in all of in any of the Violet Evergarden. I'm probably don't, some sort of soulless don't bitch. Don't know but... how episode ten didn't just punch you in the heart like that one <laughs> that hit me real hard. I don't know. I mean, again, granted, I did feel I I, I felt a lot. Uh, there was a lot of emotion, a lot of care in this, and mm-hmm. a lot of. But I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't cry, but I really did feel the emotion. I really did feel how Violet essentially became. She became a better version of herself from after from from during the war to right. now. And I'm really glad where she came up, and I'm really excited for that movie that's co- that um that they're gonna be coming out with for this series. Yeah, um, sometime this year. But definitely, that my vote's going for Violet. That's 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 with my uh, with my thing. Mm. All right, so that was for best protagonist of the year. Next up, we get best antagonist because any every good protagonist has to have a good antagonist. Exactly. Granted, only one of them match up to any of the others in the previous category. <laughs> um. Technically, yeah. Up here we got uh, Ryo Asuka from Devilman Crybaby. If you don't know, if you don't remember that name, it's Satan from Devilman Crybaby. Uh, we got Akane Shinjo from SSSS Gridman. We have All for One from My Hero Academia Season 3. We have Yuri from Megalobox. We have Tokushiro Tsurumi from Golden Kamui and Momonga from Overlord 3, 2, and 1. All right. So, uh, so in terms of so in terms of antagonists, are we going with the notion of complementary, or are we going with the, by their uh, their contrasting beliefs against the uh, against the protagonists? I'd have to argue it's both because one, a good antagonist makes a great protagonist, right? Or I should I shouldn't say I should say a great antagonist makes a great protagonist, 
Because if you just have a protagonist with nothing in their way, then what's the point? What are you watching? You know? One upon Tran? <laughs> All right, you know, okay, there's certain cases. Well, no, 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 because One Punch Man is his own antagonist. That's true, if you want to pull it that way. So there's always a, there's always an antagonist somewhere even if, it's, even if it's the same person. Even if it's you, right. Um, but also, as themselves, they're like, they're, they're being, they're believe, I guess, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to say believability as a villain, but like, their drive that makes if it makes sense if it's like you know like it justifies their drive to do what they right. do instead of just being yeah so instead of just being like oh i'm evil because i'm evil you know give me some something to that evil either you're evil because your beliefs are just different from the main character are you evil because you just have a different worldview of everything you know maybe that different worldview in itself is evil but you have reasons to it you have depth to it you know not just I want to rule the world because fuck you. Right. <laughs> Granted, none of none of the people up here are like that. Though yeah, I can't not, say anything, anything not, for Golden Camel because I don't. I haven't watched it. That's true. Because I don't. Not not everyone here is that complex, from what I can tell. That is also true. Actually, you know, I would argue none of them are that complex. <laughs> I mean, oh right, well, all right. I, 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 can, I raised the bar too high for them. Maybe I can argue. Maybe I can argue Akane, maybe just a little bit, especially with that you know last episode. That is true. And maybe Yuri, if I'm pushing it, because what he did in that last fight to himself. Right, right. I mean, he. So. I would. I, I. I would. I would almost. I would give it to Yuri in the sense that he was a good, like motivator for Joe. He he was the motivator for Joe. He was the, in fact, Yuri was the entire reason for the show. <laughs> Actually, like, that's true. None none of that would have would would have happened if Joe had not met him. Exactly. So, that's I I uh, I don't know if I'd vote for him yet, but that's why I'd say Yuri's a pretty good uh, antagonist. So who, uh, actually, who do you, who are you leaning more towards in terms of the vote? I don't know. I can't. I don't want to give it to Momonga because, as much as I love uh, Overlord, he's he is technically the antagonist to everyone else, but he's the main character, so he's our <sighs> protagonist. Yeah. So that I don't know if I'd count that. Plus, he's not technically evil. Everyone around him's evil. He's just going along with it. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> he's not a good antagonist. All for one. I mean, all he had was just one major fight, and then you, and then the rest of it, a lot of it was more so just a backstory around who he was, right? Yeah, it's he's he's not he's he's I would say he's probably a good uh, antagonist for All Might because All for One's more on the side of I'm evil because I want to be evil, yeah. but he also has depth to his you know evil worldview, but like it's more so a counter to Hey, I'm super evil to All Might's Hey, I'm super good. Yeah. You know, it's just like, that. Like, he wants to play counter. that game, pretty much. Right. He just wants to play that game. Exactly. So, I can't really give it to him because it's. He's a good villain as a villain, but not. But outside of that, it's just kind of like. I don't know. That didn't make sense. He's a good <laughs> villain stereotype. Okay. But not a but, good antagonist. Not a good antagonist because he's not the antagonist to our main character. Right. His ideals are, but not him his, himself. Right. His, right. Exactly. 
Um, Satan. Well, he's Satan. <laughs> so, Isn't that everyone's antagonist? <laughs> uh, basically, if you believe in the Christian faith. Yeah. Uh, I guess Jewish faith. Do Jews believe in Satan? They did believe in Jesus. Again, well, no, they po- don't believe in Jesus. They. Oh they, yeah, no, no. They, it's the um. They, they don't believe he's a savior, right? Right, right. He's he was just another guy, basically. Disclaimer. Another Jew. Disclaimer: We are not at all yeah, any experts yeah. of religion. <laughs> if, if we're wrong, by by all means, tell us because you're yeah. probably right. Pretty um, much. <laughs> Satan was Satan. He didn't know he was Satan until he found out he was Satan. Though I, I I guess his evil was pretty pretty interesting because it was an unknowing evil. He was driving the main character towards evil without either of their knowledge until you know shit really went down. I mean, even then, he didn't know that he was evil. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say that was pretty interesting as antagonized by. Plus, he also, you know, spoiler alert, he won. Mm. So, how about Akane? Akane is a. I needed more of you know in the situation where we were like unraveling her as a person. I needed more of that for Ak- Akane. That's true. Basically, all we got was that she was lonely and made a wor- world for herself. Pretty much. And her whole thing was sort of like, I wouldn't say a rush, but it was kind of like wrapped up like real quick. Yeah. Towards the end. So, so. currently I mean, my vote's in between Satan and Yuri. I'm, I mean, I didn't see Devil May Cry Baby, unfortunately, but I'm going to have, I'll probably go with Yuri just because you're coming with the whole, the, re- the whole reason for Joe was Yuri in, in, right. in, in a sense. Right. So Megalobugs was, you know, kind of done because of Joe's motivation to fight Yuri in in the ring. Right. I have to give it to good old Satan because uh, <laughs> it it was an interesting. It was interesting to me that he was evil the whole time, but neither of them knew it until the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he won. Rarely do you get the villain to win. There you go. Well, I'll, I'll I'll just go for Yuri in terms of in terms of my own uh, the, the last comment. So that'll mm. that'll be for that. All right, now we got best boy, and I'm I kind of already have my my vote. Like, Same. All right, so we got Kotaru Tatsumi from Zombieland Saga, Honda San from Skullface Bookseller Seller Honda San, Izu, Izuku Midoriya returning. Uh, to this category from My Hero Academia, uh, Sakata Asugawa from uh, Bunny Girl Senpai, Halda from Agretsuko. He's the, uh, he, I think he's a jackal. Like the animal? Yeah. Okay. I think, think he's a jackal. And Joe from Megalobox. Now, this is best boy, not best character necessarily. Well, yeah. no. This well, one's more based on the character that they portray more less and less than them themselves or unless you also count that towards what best boy is uh, my immediate vote is going to uh, Katara Tatsumi from Zombieland Saga <laughs> he that man <laughs> is beautiful Same, in every right. single way if anything I think I would confuse him I, I would confuse the voice actor as playing himself to be honest with you honestly <laughs> like it was so good good bird fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like that, he's just—he was just too good of a character. Like I've never seen a character, uh, like I've seen goofy characters, but not to that extent where it was just taken to like taken for a ride. It was just exactly. so good. 
Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't be even surprised, too, if a lot of the shit he was saying was ad-libbed. Oh, I'm sure it was. It had to be. <laughs> There's no way it wasn't. <laughs> Some of that shit was wacky. <laughs> but definitely, I'm, I'm going definitely Kotaro for mm. Best Boy. That's 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 definitely my vote. Uh, Next up, we got Best Girl. We have Anzu from Hinamatsuri, Hinata Miyake from A Place Further Than the Universe, Lily Hoshikawa from Zombieland Saga, Aspira from Golden Kamui, Nadeshiko Kagamihara from Late Bat Camp, and Mai Sakurajima from Bunny Girl Senpai. Bunny Girl Senpai herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, for, for Best Girl, I. I <laughs> Well, I th- I want to go. I want to go. I want to go along with the whole best boy um, mm-hmm. um, characteristics as well. Like you know, they they encom- how the characters encompass themselves as who they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. You know, really true to who they are as a character. Yeah. So my vote's going to Anzu. She's pre- <laughs> she's more precious than anything in this world. Like goddamn. It's <laughs> same. <laughs> like. Like. Again, I didn't cry, but like there was a there was a tug in my heart. I fucking watching cried. her watching her argue. You cried? Yes. <laughs> she fucking punched me in the heart too hard. I was not in a comedy anime. You can't just throw her in and just her have her be the diamond in the rough. Like, come on. Like, like literally, in, the, literally the homeless diamond in the rough. It was just. It was too. She. Oh my god, it's just I've never seen a character more precious than her. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like if there was a you know, if there was a you know, must always protect, that's that's she's guaranteed one of those characters that you oh, have to protect. Easily. Best daughter in A. Like it, it wasn't hard watching her, but it was sort of like uh, how do you print how do how do you how do you describe it? It's kinda like like you know, you you want to be able to do something, but you obviously can't. You kind of have right. to watch her because you don't you don't want you don't want to help her either because you want her to like to grow to like it's exactly. it's literally that fatherly feeling like you see your little girl <laughs> fall over and you're like I got I want to help her up but she's got to learn how to get up herself exactly and she does yeah. like she 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 does she does her very best every single time she's on screen right and whether it's, it's picking up amazing. cans or working or making. <laughs> Was it five thousand yen after working so hard and gloating because it was so much money that she earned? I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, this is this too much. <laughs> she's fucking. She's easily best girl for me. Like, and at least in that category. Exactly. Out of yeah, out of out of the and nominations. The nominees. Definitely something. Definitely something to hold hold dear to, and just you don't want to let go, but you you kind of have to. Right. Want her to grow as a as an individual. Right. Uh, wow. Next section we got is best opening sequence. Now this, uh, I, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, first up we got is Watsukoi Love is Hard for an Otaku, uh, with their song with their opening song, Fiction by Sumika. Sumika Takashi Horouchi with Sachiko Harada. Uh, we have the Darling and the Franks opening called Kiss of... Oh, Jesus Christ. There's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> subtext to these fucking titles. So I'm just going to give you the name of the song. You, you can look up the anime in the, in the opening. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Darling and the Franks, Kiss of Death opening. Kagekuri, Deal with the Devil. Uh, Pop Team Epic. Pop Team Epic song. <laughs> um, Agretuko, Agretuko theme. And JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind, Fighting Gold. 
Uh, now, out of all of these, I was surprised. I was I was quite surprised about JoJo's, just because I was I was actually expecting a lot of flair and a lot of you know very very JoJo. Right. If that makes any sense. It was not a very JoJo opening. Yeah, surprising. It was good, but it wasn't as flary as I thought it was gonna be. Um, Agretsuko wasn't was wasn't super unique. It was it was just a heavy metal background, which if you know anything about Gretzko, her whole thing is the way she relaxes from her super stressful life. Her uh, stressful adult life is to go to a karaoke bar and just scream heavy metal, which yeah. is you know sets the tone for it, which is which is fine and all, it's great, but it just wasn't unique enough for me. Uh, the Kagekuri opening was visually stunning, but I don't like the song at all. Exactly, because a lot of the for the for for these like you know these opening sequences, even the ending ones we're gonna about talking about as well, a lot of it has to be about like you know musically uh, interesting and captivating. Right. That's what that's, that's what we're going for in terms of voting for one of these categories. Right. Um, Watakoi uh, has a great opening. It's it's rather simple, but the animation's great for their like little like you know their movement scenes. Yeah, it's very but, cute. But, like it's very but, like right. like. Uh, very uh, lovey-dovey in mm-hmm. terms of uh, the visuals and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's all. But the actual like vocals and music to the song is great. Mm-hmm. Easily can survive on its own. Very like. How would you it's explain, like, Jamal? What's the? Uh, it's like indie pop. It? It, it sounds like indie pop ish. Yeah, yeah, indie pop ish. You know, kind of with that like uh back. You know, just kind of backyard, backyard kind of a sound to it. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Cause no, because you got like yeah. the natural kind of you get the natural voices and all that stuff. Not that many, not that many heavily used instruments. It's just very. It's, you got a good melody, right. and it's very was upbeat, very upbeat, and mm-hmm. gets straight straight into the the melody and the, to the point. In the the, if, I don't. I guess I don't want to say rare, but I guess it is kind of it's rare ish for a male uh uh voice act or not voice act but singer mm-hmm. and openings and stuff. Yeah, that's true, because it's usually you know that'll definitely set the tone for the anime itself. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it's pretty good. Um, there's also uh, Darling in the Franks opening, which we we've talked a lot about Darling and Franks in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was um, one of our main right, uh, topics was... for the pod for a few few podcast episodes. Yeah, and I have a lot of love for this show, and the opening's really good. The s- song itself is very somber, very um. It fits the show, the show, the show very well. Fits the show very well, and the the visuals as well were very good. Trigger. And A1 did an excellent job. Um, but personally, I'm going to have to give it to Pop Team Epic. Because this this show's opening has does, has no business being as good as it is. Exactly. Like, like if I were to, like, when, when the opening first played on its second episode, I was not expecting that kind of quality coming out of a, like, like what, what the fuck kind of show. <laughs> that right, the, Pop the Team the Epic. shit post of a show. Like it's it's like it's it's a good like uh it's 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 pop it's a pop song, um but it's like not grungy but like it's like it's, it's like it's, dirty, but not dirty in the like sexually <laughs> dirty in the like uh uh like a grisly way. I get yeah I guess kind of synthy kind of yeah, yeah very synthy, dirty very synthy. But that synth- and that synthiness also it, it kind of like harks back to like older um, openings actually as well 
Because mm-hmm. when I when I first listened, a lot of it was very classic to me. Like it, it felt almost as. Um, I guess nostalgic in a sense, but mm-hmm. it fit. It it really felt really good to listen to. Right, it's really good. And, and uh, surprise again, surprise and surprisingly coming out of a show which is the shit post of a uh, anime that was pop team epic. Right, and as 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 well, the actual visuals for to the uh, opening video is are amazing. It's full of colors, full of that pop team charm. <laughs> exactly, and I can also say this as well, Jaron. Uh-huh. Pop, pop, pop Team Epic, the song title itself, it's also a really good uh, DDR and or a Dance Machine song to dance to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's because true. Because I have personally actually danced to this in a Dance Machine over round one nearby me. Mm. And it was actually really fun to dance. It was like, you know, you felt the beat, you felt like mm-hmm. the, the melody going on. It felt really it felt really good to dance to. So mm-hmm. points for that uh, in terms of uh, opening. Mm-hmm. So my vote, as I said, is going to Pop Team Epic. How about you, Jamal? I will have to say the same, just because I can actually dance to it really well. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up, we have, again, the counter, the best uh, ending theme with uh, Megalobox, uh, Kakate Koyo, uh, Attack on Titan Season 3, Akatsuki no Requirem, uh, After the Rain, Refrain, uh, Fooly Cooly Alternative, Star Overhead, Review Starlight, Fly Me to the Star, and Fooly Cooly Progressive, Spiky Seeds. Now, if you notice, Fooly Cooly is actually both on this on, yeah. on this list. <laughs> Which isn't fair because Fooly Cooly just <laughs> in general has good music. The pillows are a fucking gem. I love them. <laughs> I'm just sad I haven't watched Fooly Cooly. Right. Well, the, watched... um. Uh, progressive or, or alternative, mm-hmm. but the pillow like you can you can pretty much tell it's the pillows right away just from their vocals it, alone. Immediately, like, you've got that classic chord as well as that classic sound mm-hmm. that you know and love from like tune from like Adult Swim back in two thousand and four. Yeah, I <laughs> and see the only the only sad bit about it. Well, um, unless they're just going for a general different feel, neither of them can't have the same feeling as the original ending, but they That's do true. have their own charm. Exactly, like they, 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 they do what they do best in their respective, uh, you know, seasons. Right. Um, but I do want to talk about Megalobox's uh, ending, like that. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like... There, visually, there's not much going on. It's yeah, just it's like... the credits and some like neon light uh, effects. Yeah, general but... rolling credits and all that. But that's it's really good. Like it's a, it's 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 actually kind of like surprising how both. It's, it's also rare sometimes where you can get a show that can encompass its tone in both the opening and in the uh, endings as well. Yeah. Because if you didn't watch Megalobox, it takes, I guess you could say it takes inspiration from both uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop and like Samurai Champloo. Yeah. Like it literally, if you took both eras of anime and just shoved them together, <laughs> you would you would get what Megalobox essentially is. It's just like this funky... Like like all the music is like really funky, really like uh like lot there's a lot like of rap jazzy. Like jazzy, yeah. I mean and, and it also it, it also, you know, uh harks to, you know, the anniversary of Champion Joe, which is a classic boxing anime as well from yeah, you know, years past. Mm-hmm. So it definitely has that like old timey classic feel. Right, right. It definitely does. And it shows yeah. in the in the ending as well. Mm-hmm. Um Tekken Titan 
Um, I the same band plays most uh, all the uh, opening and ending music, right? I mean, yeah. I, no, I think like, like, like Link to Horizon is pretty much Attack and Titans like band okay. at this point. So, like, if you hear them, that's definitely Attack and Titan at that point. Right. So basically, if you if you've heard the other openings, I mean, all uh, to my to my to seeing or to date, all of them are pretty quality, and this one's no less. Mm-hmm. Though in that same in that same sentiment, it doesn't necessarily uh, isolate itself from the rest of them. If that I'm gonna be honest, the, that is the problem. It does not. You're right. Um, like it doesn't like define you know season three for example. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like after the rain, now see me, I've got a bias at this point because I've been a follower of Imer's music for the mm-hmm. longest for years now, and like. I like she. I'm. You can, it's Imer is one of those artists that you can recognize just by listening to the first few lyrics. Mm. She's got that like how Jaron says that smoky, very rough, like tone of voice, very recognizable, very somber tone, but it's just beautiful. It's 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 a majestic kind of uh, tone and feel, and I've always loved that about her about her music and as well as about her tone and 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 in all of her songs. Mm. And granted. She presents that same somberness in all of her songs, but each one kind of presents a different kind of like emotion. Mm. And I really like even with reference specifically on this list, that captivates that same emotion that surprisingly fits well for the anime as well. Mm. Like it, it's a, it's actually a good representation of how the anime is reflected, or the anime story is reflected from the ending, from the ending uh, sequence. Right. So. I may be trying I, right now. I'm sort of leaning. I'm not just not just for my bias, but just because mm-hmm. you know the quality of the music as well. So right. I really I unfortunately like... can't give it to that one because the video itself wasn't great. Like the 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 the, the, the visuals. visuals. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty standard. It was it was it was pretty, but not like any nothing special at all. Yeah, but it was the song. What the 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 music was fucking great. Um. Again, same kind of said for Megalobox. Nothing special going on visually, but just good music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm personally going to have to give it to uh, uh, FLC. Oh, sorry. We forgot to talk about Revere of Starlight. Yeah, this one was a weird one. The song itself is good, but I, I again, nothing super special. Neither of the visuals, but the specialty, the specialness of uh, this song comes from the fact that the it's sung by every single character like exactly each and one that... each one kind of gets their own version of the song yeah exactly and i mean i haven't personally watched the anime but i'm guessing it pro- you know some of the episodes probably center around the characters and then they sing the ending right after the after the episode and it's the same tone it's the same it's the same exact song same you know same melody and everything but because it's their own voice you really you know you feel it and assuming if something you know it, it really happened with them you'd feel it uh, later on, after hearing them sing it, sing uh, the op- the ending, right? And a pretty standard song, but the 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 special points kind of go go towards like the just the variety of the same ending towards all mm. the characters, right? Personally, I'm gonna have to. I mean, I also have a bias because I really like the pillows. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with FLCL's uh uh progressive um spiky seeds uh song because it's just. Is that the one with the scooter ending, or is that the one with the the cutout ending? It's the scooter one. Okay. Because it also has a a lot of good visuals. It's like a, there's a lot going on. Probably some stuff you can infer from the story. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's that's basically what I'm what I'm about with these categories is is the video good and is the music good, right? Because that's what makes a good ending. Well, How about you, Tomo? I'm, I'm going I'm going with uh, I am a refrain. Mm-hmm. So I mean same same kind of similar uh, sentiment. Big fan of Imer as well, but just in general, her her music has always been great, even by themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm going more so towards the music quality of the ending sequences. Just for me, though. Right. Next up, we have best voice actor uh, performance. <laughs> now, I don't I don't think this is fair at this point. Gerard. It's really not fair. <laughs> uh, we're gonna start from the bottom up because yeah, the first if we say the first name, you already know who won. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. Uh, Akane, uh, the person that played Akane Shinjo, Reina Ueda from SSS Gridman. We have uh, from who voiced Retsuko from Agretsuko Rariko. That's kind of funny. No, just no surname. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, maybe that's just her pen name or something. Probably. We have um, from uh, Renshima from Late Back Camp, uh, Nao, Nao Toyoma. Toyoma. Yeah, that's who. That's who was uh, she. Vo- she was voiced by. That's the voice actor. Uh, Megumi Han voiced Miki 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 Makimura from Devilman Crybaby. Uh, we have Soma Salto, who voiced uh, Honda-san from Skullface Book Sailor Honda-san, and we have Mamoru Miyano, who voiced Katsuru Tatsumi from Zombieland Saga. Who's also known as our best boy that we both. Who's also known as best boy specifically for how he was <laughs> uh, portrayed. Immediate uh, vote. There's, definitely, like that's it's not a right competition for me. Like this is sort of like sad, but like yeah, he <laughs> killed it. <laughs> like there was like his expression, like the way, like not even that's not even just his character. Like his, him as a voice actor. If if you want to, if you want to like expand on the voice actor. Uh, his other characters, his other known very, um, very popular character right. he did voice yeah. was um, Okabe Rintaro from Steins Gate. Halloween Kyoma, <laughs> or that, also known as Halloween Kyoma, right from just... uh, Steins Gate. Now, if you haven't watched Zombieland Saga, but you have watched uh, Steins Gate, imagine Halloween Kyoma, but like turned up to eleven. <laughs> exactly. It's just absolute, just insanity but the range that this guy can just put in his voice is amazing just for these like performances and again we mentioned that we're sure some of it was ad lib exactly that's just i mean when the first episode of godzimeland saga came out he put a promo video of him dressed up as the character right performing as the character as the character to promote the show so (laughs) that's dedication that is dedication right there right Ah, I absolutely love it. Uh, next up, we have Best Voice Actor English. Now, here's the problem. <laughs> I don't watch anime, most anime in English. Mm-hmm. So, I can't really give a vote here. The only mm-hmm. one I've heard was All Might's voice. Same. Well, no. Actually, I'm different. See, for me, I've actually I've only run into four out of the six here that of the English. Well, you know, five. Sorry, no, three, three. Sorry, three, three of the English voice actors here. Uh, well, she, I don't know. Didn't is this a, is this the same voice actress that 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 also did uh, Haru Haruko from Pulikui? Now, that, yeah, that's the thing. If it's the same voice actress, 
then I do. I am familiar with her. She's the same voice actress that did uh, uh, Haruko Haruhara from Fuli Cooley. If she's the same one from the original show, then yeah, I'm uh, looking. I'm doing a quick look up, like search up right now, just to yeah. just to make sure. Um, let's see. Let's see. So let's see. From from original Fuli Cooley, Haruna was ah no, it's different. Wait, no, wait, hold on. Oh wait, is it the OVA? Yes. Or OVA? Uh, yeah, it's wait, English. Yeah. Kari so. Walgren. Yeah, same one. All right, yep, I got my one. vote. <laughs> you over here? Yeah. Uh, I'm going with uh, Carl Wachlin. Uh, <laughs> that voice. Uh, Haruko Haruhara from Fully Cooley. Exactly. Okay, and well, we didn't we didn't get to run down all the all the nominations here, but oh yeah, that's true. The, the nominations were. Uh, Carl Wa- Walgren, that voice, that voice, Haruko Haruharua yeah. from Fully Cooly Progressive, Christopher Sabat, uh, that voiced All Might from My Hero Academia, Erica Mendez, who voiced Retsuko from Agretsuko, uh, David Wald, that narr- that uh voiced the narrator from Mr. Tonegawa Middle Management Blues, uh, Tia Ballard, who voiced Zero Two from Darling the Franks, and who. Erica Harlacher, that voiced Violet Evergarden from Violet Evergarden. Now, so, uh, so you're going with uh, Carl Walgren, right? Walgren, yep. So for me, I've experienced uh, Carl Walgren's uh, acting, Christopher Sabat that did All Might, mm-hmm. uh, surprisingly Tia Bauer from that did Zero Two, and Erica Harlacher that did Violet, mm-hmm. and. Out of all the ones uh, that I have listened to, I'd have to go. I I, I personally would have to go with uh, Christopher Sabat that did All Might, because mm-hmm. in terms of you know in English voice acting, now you know granted, granted, translation is a it's a bitch it's to a bitch. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to you know I have to be able to give credit uh, to uh, the translators to be able to formulate a script that kind of. That stays in tune with the rest. That stays in tune to the original source material, but at the same time, has that that does about as enough changes to be able to attract a uh, English audience, right? English mm-hmm. English speaking audience. Right. That also involve and a part of that, uh, for me, also involves in terms of how how well their uh, voice acting encompasses the character. The like character, you can, yeah. like you can, you can, like if you were to hear their voice in terms of their character. Do the, does their does their acting as well as their tone and all that um, represent the character put on screen, um, and also being able to compare it to the mm-hmm. original Japanese uh, counterpart. Right, and I would agree with you if you put them side by side. While I will always say that Japanese is Japanese is more emotional or sounds more emotional than English. Christopher Sabat does an excellent job as All Might in the in like the. What's what's what am I looking? What word am I looking for? The the heroicness in the voice, you know that. Yeah. Ha, ha, you know that jolly kind of. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like the, feel. Like they the both jo- have it. Like that super that that superhero tone of yeah. voice and just he you know he he does a, he does a good All Might. He is a good All Might if, if anything mm-hmm. in terms of his acting. And it cl- and it really shows. Um, I don't, is a my hero also part of Funimation as well? I can't remember. 
I'm gonna say no because it wasn't taken off Verve when Funimation went away. <laughs> That's true. Hold up. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just do a quick search just because. Um, I don't think so, actually. Because I mean, I I, t- I tend to have a little bit of a, a little bit of a uh, of a bias. Because if it was the reason why I'm speaking specifically for Funimation is because Funimation has, has always had a good cast when it comes to English voice acting. Uh, Relatively, I mean recently. they've been pretty consistent. Recently, they've Is had. Is it really? Okay. I would say recently and way back when. Oh, they are licensed by Funimation. Yes. Okay. So, because, I mean, yeah, so far, I mean, they've so far Funimation has had a pretty consistent English voice, English voice acting cast. Relatively. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, definitely my vote's gonna go towards uh, Christopher Sabat. Because um, between you know with zero, you know with Tia Ballard and Erica Halarcher with their respective roles, they they they, uh, they did a pretty good job with mm-hmm. with in, you know trying to encompass the character. Right. Though there was always they were missing that little bit of of a of a of a push just to get her right. If I, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I'd say Carl Walgan just she absolutely just made the character for me. Like it's it's the the. The erratic tones of voice to the insanity that is the character of Harder and Harder, Harderco, Harder, whatever Harderco. Um, <laughs> uh, I I feel like uh, Miss Walgren absolutely nailed it when translating it into uh, English. Actually, yeah, no, I, I agree with you with that. One. Like, like she's she, she comes in a close as a good close second for me. I was talking mostly about uh, the one that did Zero Two and Violet. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I didn't again. I haven't heard either of them, so I can't. Like, if I if I want to just delve in just a little bit, like for Violet, her English Violet, oh yeah, English Violet, she wasn't, I guess, kudori enough if that makes any sense. And then Zero Two wasn't Zero Two enough if that makes sense as well. No, it it makes sense because again, we always you know, I always say that uh, again, Japanese sounds way more emotional, but it I guess. I don't want to say act it better because we don't, I don't, I can't, I don't, I don't have the professionalism to be able to say that with a yeah. fa- with a full burst. Same. But I would say that more eccentric characters are easily are acted better than they are in um, English because right. I don't know. It's, it's either it's because I don't understand what they're saying without subtitles that it doesn't sound cringy, but when I can actually hear what they're saying and understand it, it feels cringy when they try to match it. Like it's almost too it's, it's almost too, too forced in a sense. It's too goofy. Yeah, it oh, sounds okay. too forced and goofy. But again, because my ears aren't used to uh Japanese outside of anime, um it it's probably just a bias cuz we can't really tell what bad voice Japanese voice acting is unless oh, it's no. really really bad. Actually we 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 actually got a taste of that drawn. I don't know if you if you're going we're going back a little bit a bit of a segue here. Um um Zombieland Saga the chicken episode that CEO or that 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 manager. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. That guy was pulled off the street. Actually no, turns so, off that's that's the actual like CEO of that chicken place. Oh. That's pretty they cool. had they had him read the line. They had him, you know, read a script, and that, that's a good, that's a good example of like bad voice acting or oh, amateur voice acting versus professional. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a Not good so example much right acted there. Acted and just said. Yeah, like recited lines rather than yeah. like acting. Um, almost done, guys. Almost done. We got plenty more. 
Um, going up here as best director. Um, this one's actually kind of difficult. Yeah, because right now, because I mean, because when when it comes to the best directing, I don't want I don't want to have to go towards your past. I want to go. I want to for me for me personally, if I want to vote for best director, I want to go for how the director was able to, um, you know, tell a story. Just know? be like me, Jomo, not being able to recognize Japanese people's names. Well, I'm turning. Well. I, I, I'm not gonna. I don't, I'm not gonna recognize any of these people. All I'm saying is that I want to vote for someone that told the best story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, we want to start off here uh, for the best director's nominations. Here, um, we're going with Masaki Yuasa, uh, directed *Devil Man Cry Baby*. Mm-hmm. Um, At- Atsuko Ishi- Ishizuka, that directed *A Place Further Than the Universe*. Yu Moriyama, that directed *Megalobox*. Yohel Suzuki, that directed Planet With. Taichi Ishidate, that directed Violet Evergarden. And Hiroko Utsumi, that directed Banana Fish. Now, personally, I've only watched four out of the six. I haven't watched Planet With or Banana Fish. But, uh, oh, no, actually, no, false. I've only seen three out of the six. Because I also haven't watched A Place for the Universe. However, regarding A Place for the Universe... I have heard a lot about it and seen quite a few scenes from it, specifically from watching uh, Gigguk's, uh like look into it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gigguk, and by the way. <laughs> shout out to Gigguk. Uh But like, just just hearing him talk about it just made just set the tone for what the anime is like. And I I'm I don't I don't know if I'm gonna vote for it yet because you know we gotta we gotta talk about it, mull through some thoughts here. But it true. sounded and looked like it was very well directed, very well, like everything that happened in the show just had a good purpose. It had beautiful scenes where like, like, cause the whole idea was that these, these, these girls wanted to, you know, go out and have that adventure that everyone says that they will have, but never really get to. They actually go out and do it. They uh, plan and go on a trip to Antarctica. And they make it, and you just see, you just get the these like beautiful scenes of just their journey towards it, and um, the 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 like the the beautiful silences that they uh, per- he portrays when they're you know you're looking at beautiful scenes and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I I saw the same video too, and I I I, I did a, I was able to get that feeling too. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> surprise like. After watching his video, I actually wanted I actually wanted to like go on my own adventure as well. Yeah, that's like started thinking about that as well, because mm-hmm. you know, because their thing is that you know while they're in high school and still young and be able to do it, you know that's that's the goal. Like you should be able, like if you want to be able to go do an adventure, go in and do it. It's like mm-hmm. being able to accomplish a dream or a goal without having to hesitate about it. Right. I mean, yeah, same. I mean, same. I don't think I feel like I can't vote right now because right now, to be honest, in terms of directing, dual direction, um, I, I, I'm going right now. I'm going. I'm between Violet Evergarden and A Place Further Than the, Than the Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going with Violet Evergarden just because it's an original story, yeah. and that that in and of itself is also you know a hard a hard job to do especially if you're, if you're going off of nothing in terms of source material that oh, is no. very true i should know i'm sorry false i mean an oopsie it's based off a light what? novel oh is it i thought it yeah. was yeah 
No, it's based. It is based off a light novel. Oh, it's based off a light novel. But from what I understood from the direct from talk from interviews and stuff like that, there was so much packed into the light novels. It was difficult to be able to really pick out good good stories, and at the same time trying to try to encompass the whole story around um, Violet's you know evolution as a as a as a human being. Mm-hmm. So, because he did a and I mean he did a really good job in terms of directing uh, Violet Evergarden, but I can't. I can't necessarily vote at, as of right now. I mean, you you saw Double Man Cry Baby, Jaron. How about what do you think about that of, of uh, Double Man's? Uh, I thought here? it was very like it was very well done, very well directed. Like it was because isn't this a uh, remake or a reboot? It's a, yeah, it's essentially a remake of oh, shit. What was it called? It's not Double Man Cry Baby. It was Double Man something. I don't remember. I didn't watch the original, um, so I was you know fresh eyes to this idea and i was very hesitant on um watching it but a friend of mine that kind of pushed me into it um and we watched it together uh but like it's what i have to say about it like it was the entire show was heartening and disheartening at the same time because as he again as we said before the villain wins in the end and you know when satan wins uh nobody uh, wins <laughs> no one wins so it just it just kind of he just he portrayed this kind of downward spiral so well that it's just it was just twice as unfortunate but at the same time unfortunately by the time it got to the ending i don't know if this you know this is based on me or nothing but i wasn't exactly sad that it ended badly cuz it kind of just felt like it would Mm, I see. Because by the time, um, like, the world really started breaking down, you kind of already knew there was no way to recover. Because they were really, because the director, I guess, really pushed the whole human emotion kind of thing where if something's different, we absolutely have to push it away because it's it threatens our, I guess, superiority. Mm-hmm. And in certain cases, you got to see, like, very, in, well, one particular, you got to see that kind of be trumped. But literally everywhere else, it was just, you know, bad. Okay. So, uh, he did he did a very good job in portraying uh these like that, the like shitty sides of humanity. Yeah, this shitty hopelessness. Okay. Um, we both watch Megalobox. Uh, it's just it. Again, we we said it before. It just feels like a mixture between Cowboy Bebop and uh, Samurai Shampoo, and though. Both shows were fucking excellent. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't know what more to say about it. It's just you know every. Yeah. It was just the ideas that it was portrayed were just blended together very very well. And since it was a reboot of the old uh, Champion Joe, it's like it's a good callback to be honest, like a, like a, a throwback series. Yeah, because it felt old. You know, it felt yeah. like an ancient anime. But you know, it 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 had a standard storyline. Like it pretty, yeah. It, it was just basic, you know, like you know, you got your underdog, um, trying to get to the top. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's I'm not saying that it's a it's an easy story to follow up on, but it wasn't as complex that right. you know that you know that needed a lot of um character build up of character analysis and all that. Right, and the fact that you know you're able to take the simple idea of underdog 
fights his way to the top and make it a class, an instant classic, you know? Because mm-hmm. it is a classic, but make the reboot a classic itself is, I say, you know, something to be said. That's true, yeah. It, it, like, like it, it's in a way, it kind of shows that there was some attention and care put into it. Oh, there was a lot of attention to care because, like, it was just, like, just. I don't know. It, it's 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 definitely all a call again a callback to the to the old anime, but but and you felt it, but it also felt they translated it well to give new viewers like a like good a feel for it, a good yeah. taste of it. Definitely. Um, I mean, I can't. Yeah, I, I I don't have any votes right now for this. I mean, we have a week, less than a week, but right. You know. Um, I don't. No, if I want to place a vote yet until I actually watch a place further in the universe. Yeah, same. Because that's my, you know, the, those. That's my. What's one of my top two? Right, so. and I'm not terribly interested in Planet With or Banana Fish. <laughs> so, uh, we'll have to move forward then. Currently, yeah. I'm gonna say that I place my vote into Megalobox because while I did love Violet Evergarden, uh, I think Melo- Megalobox was just. Just seeing everything, I don't, I can't think of anything wrong with it. I can't point anything out wrong with it. There was, there's a couple things with Violet Evergarden that I didn't necessarily like. Like I, I like, I, as much as I did like the, you know, extra stories that were added, mm-hmm. they weren't necessary. Right. Um, actually, there's also good too because. With Megalobox, that's also an, that's that's an original series. That's an original storyline that had to be you know formulated, you know, to work. That is true. So that's that's some that's some uh, that's some uh, um um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's some credit to be to be owed. Right. Because you know? when you're given the idea like, all right, let's bring back Champion Joe in 2018. How Gotta the fuck do we do modern. that? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Just add robots, but not robots. What? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else has used robotics, but except the main character. Exactly, like, and he wins because anime. Because because oh, it's Joe. That's why. Because it's Joe. Right, because it's Joe. Right. Right. Because right. <laughs> he's a true boxer, and everyone else is fake. I guess it's exactly. a it's the idea of it. So, but more more like his later votes for that. Yeah. Um, moving forward though, for best animation. Okay, so we personally, this is no competition, to be honest with you. Yeah, this. <laughs> I'll, Look, when you have the budget to do what you do. <laughs> Actually, no. The thing is, it's not even just that. Oh, I'll, I'll, well, let's lean the nominations first. Yeah. So first up, we have Violet Evergarden uh, from Studio uh, Kyoto An- uh, Animation. We have Devilman Crybaby from Studio Science Saru. We have Megalobox from Studio TMS Entertainment slash Three X Cube. Um, we have a place further than the universe from Madhouse. We have Bloom into You from Troika, and My Hero Academia season three from Studio Bones. So when I said that there's no competition here, Kiro, if Kiro Ami, Kiro Ani is on this list, then that's that's what, see for me that's a guaranteed win already. That's yeah. my vote. Now they're they're really good at what they do. <laughs> It's not even that, because I look, I look more into it. And you know, it turns out, Violet Evergarden was animated by Kuro Annie's smallest staff they've ever had right. when it comes to, like, any anime they've ever done, which mm-hmm. is mind-blowing. 
and because not only, of how fucking beautiful it was. Exactly. Like, and not only that, like, the opening itself was key animated by one person on that team, which Jesus. is already mind-blowing as it is. So, because, obviously, animation takes a lot of time, care, mm. and effort, and Kyoto Annie has been doing it nonstop for, if anything, they've been upping themselves every fucking year. <laughs> right. And at this point, I... Like the only the only other company that I, the only other studio I can I could see comparable would probably be Ufordable that's done the Fate series and all that, mm-hmm. and um, I think there's one more oh Shaft, yeah Shaft and Trigger Shaft and Trigger because they have because animation is more than just you know flowiness and shininess but also like characteristics, mm-hmm. like if you can recognize a style, or if you can, if you recognize like if you can recognize a studio's uh, animation just by its style and by you know its 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 flow and its look, then mm. you've you've done a pretty good job in being able to define yourself in terms of style, but also uh, redefining you know or, or what is it not redef- not just redefining but creating your your animation style. Right, and it's just like I, I would say personally that Kill Anna, Kill Annie's uh, main, I guess the biggest strength is like their attention to fine detail it's just like if you want again with the smallest team but the probably one of the fattest budgets that they had like definitely like literally just watching the anime you just you just see little bits and pieces of just just perfection everywhere and it's great like every fucking ripple in Every ripple in uh, their movement, every fucking exactly. And the thing is, too, a lot of a lot of Violet Evergarden could have been CG'd. A lot of it could have been. Right, but it wasn't. Exactly. The only the only thing that was CG were the typewriters. That was it. Right. Everything everything else was hand drawn, which is like because even with the complexity of her of Violet's like metal arms, like those could have been easily CG'd, like right from right, right from the get go. Right, and if anything, those are probably the most detailed things in the show because anytime you get a good look up close you just see like you can just see this like every single tiny detail you just see all the mechanisms all the fucking shit just kind of going on that might be going on underneath the uh metal plating of it and it's great um but yeah no no competition Kyo, no Kyo, competition. like if it, if it, i mean if q triggered shaft and uniform were on this list. That would be, that would be a bit of a discussion. But right. if it's just, but if QNE is here, and I mean, granted, every everyone else here has done really good. Madhouse is always no, notorious for really good, really good That's stuff. That's true. Troika, um, I've seen a lot of good. I've seen a lot of good of a lot of Troika stuff. Really good stuff mm-hmm. too. Bones, they've they've been coming up as of recently, actually. Right. I mean, not to discredit any of these guys, but I feel right. like Kiro Annie has really honed and crafted their right. craft <laughs> over the years. Like especially like coming from what is it? Coming from one of the bo- most basic animes like, I can remember, um, Lucky Star. That was Kill Annie. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> or, was. Or maybe something else recently, um, Dragon Maid. That was Kill Annie as well. Oh yeah, they did do Dragon Maid, and Dragon Maid was fucking was pretty as hell too. Simple, exactly. but pretty still, nonetheless. Exactly. So they they like they don't just do detail stuff, but they got a range. They have a lot of good range. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely where my vote is going for. Um, and just a, just a quick note for Devilman Crybaby and Megalobox. Uh, we said before Megalobox tries to bring bring back that classic style of anime, and it that does translate pretty well into his uh, animation. But it also has it's modern enough to not just look like you know old hot garbage. 
Yeah, exactly. It holds up. <laughs> um, and then Devilman Crybaby was just basically an experiment. It it literally looks like a visual experiment, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Netflix did a good job when when it comes to investing into it. Yeah, they certainly did. Um. So next up, we got best film. Now I haven't seen any of these, so um, I can't vote. I've only gotten two. I've only I wait. Yeah, I've only seen two. Though now that I see that Kyoani also did a movie, I'm kind of, I ha- I'm probably gonna have to watch this one now too. Because <laughs> oh, Liz and the Bluebird, yeah. Because even because Shaft is in here too with fireworks. Yeah, that's true. Shaft that's is true. in here. I've and... seen previews of fireworks, and I might have to give it to that one because <laughs> uh, I I love me some Shaft, but I don't know. Exactly. You you know. But okay. Okay, so me, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna vote in this one. But out of the yeah. two that I see, I did see My Hero Academia, Two Heroes, as well as uh, Fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Drew? How, how, how do we want to go for best film? Are we just going with like you know a good movie? Uh, yeah, just good, good. Because again, movie has to encapsulate an entire idea, emotional range, and story within an hour and thirty minutes or yeah. so. Because. I, I haven't watched this yet, but I do want to see Mirai of the Future because mm-hmm. it was done by Studio uh, Chizu, which is the one which is known for uh, Wolf Children. Oh yeah! So Ooh. that's definitely something I want to like watch before I cast a vote for any of these. Because mm-hmm. right now, as of right now, I'm leaning more towards fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was visually stunning. It told a, I mean, it told a good story in terms of uh, originality. Mm-hmm. And threw me for a complete loop with its, um, I guess, in-game mechanics in terms of how I want to point it as. Because yeah. what, you know, what Shaft does best is throw fucking curveballs at you. And they did a pretty, they did a good job shafting you mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. So I'm not, I can't vote right now, but I, do, I am leaning towards fireworks. Not until I see Mariah of the Future somewhere. And personally, I have to, again, I have to watch... A lot of these, but in particular, I mean, I know what to expect from, you know, My Hero Academia 2 Hero, so uh, I probably wasn't going to vote for it anyway, but I definitely want to see Night, The Night is Short, Walk on Girl, Mirai, Liz and the Bluebird, yeah. and Fireworks. Particularly The Night is Short because, again, Studio Saru did uh, did uh, uh, Devilman, Crybaby, but they also did uh, Tatami, Ga- Tatami uh, Galaxy, if you've ever seen that. That also was like visually just you know insane, but its story and like concepts were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and just bef- very well done. Before we move, well, before we move on from here, um, the the nominations for the best films here were, uh, yeah. the, like I said, the Night is Short, Walk on Girl by uh, Studio Stein Saru, My Hero Academia's Two Heroes by Studio Bones. Ooh, excuse me. Mirai of the Futures by Studio Chizu, Liz and the Bluebird by Studio Kyoani or Kyoto Animations, mm-hmm. uh, Mazinger Z Infinity by Studio Toei Animations, oh, fuck. and Fireworks by Studio Shaft. Toei um, Animation also does some good shit. They really do a lot. Of, I mean, I saw the preview for Mazinger Z. It looks really good, mm-hmm. like as a you know classic mecha Mazinger Z. You know, anime from like the 1970s. Really mm-hmm. good modern translation in mm-hmm. 2018. So, again, can cast our votes, but we do have these. These are these were our uh, thoughts about Favorite, it so far. Guess, yeah. Yeah. But good list though. It's a good list. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing, the only one that's probably less impactive, impactive would be My Hero, just because it's a, it's, a, it's another subplot of yeah. My Hero. Right. Um, Though it does t- give you some backstory about uh, All Might, it's not anything to be, you know, it's not nothing unexpected, unfortunately. Yeah. Though it does, ha- though it does have the same My Hero feel, like it'll get you yeah. pumped up and ready to punch shit. <laughs> right. 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 So, but. Good choices though. A lot of a lot of a lot of good nominations. Mm-hmm. Definitely votes coming in later though, because we do have a couple of days left. Mm-hmm. Um, next up here is best character design. Oh, now this so, is a little difficult. A uh, little bit because there's a lot of this is complete. If I to be honest, with you, best character design is completely subjective at this point. Well, they're all subjective. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean. At least some of them had some, you know, some of them had some general rules, but I feel like for best character design, it all depends on what your style is. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, I mean, I guess character design can vary from, like, if they're, t- maybe if, you know, too flashy and too much going on with the character themselves, you know, visually, I guess, if that that's what you mean by design, unless that encapsulates their personality as well. But since it's the entire show, it's just everybody in the show and their designs. Yeah, like so oh, if it's too flashy or too plain, I guess. Yeah, I mean, or, I'll run down I mean, the nominations here. Uh, starting yeah. from the top, we're going with Violet Evergarden, Devil Man Cry Baby, Zombieland Saga, Megalobox, Agretsuko, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure: Golden Wind. Um, like this is a good example right here. It's kind of like you know, you have Agretsuko and then you have like uh, JoJo. Right, so it's two different vastly characters. different. Exactly, you have two different styles, and the the subjective part in term is comes in when it comes to like you know what's your style. Or a good example of this come encompasses the other Zombieland Saga, completely thrown of a loop of the you know the, what the anime is, but it could also be uh, mistaken for a uh, um, you know like a not only say moe, but it's very cutesy in a sense. Yeah. Despite it actually being a you know idol anime, <laughs> right? Or I even can't like give it to them because they uh, they did CG, and that's a big no no. No, yeah, that's. True. I mean, to be honest with you, I think it more so comes go harks to the. That's because that's that's sort of like the unfortunate um, callback to how a lot of idol animes come from the mobile games yeah. of of their of their originators because a lot of them you know. A lot of these mobile games are a lot of the mobile idol games. You have the characters uh, dancing, which is in your traditional CG. So that's majority of that is like a homage to that kind of origin story, I guess you'd say. But yeah, it was. But even I've seen good CG for idol anime. Zombieland Saga kind of went towards that. uh, That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of takes you out of it. Exactly. The only the only saving grace is it's kind of fun watching fucking uh, uh, Yata uh, Yamada stumble around in CG yeah, while they true. while they dance. It's like yeah, <laughs> I, I will give him that. It adds to her goofy factor, but it ruins kind of ruins the feel of each song, um, uh, with the with the bad CG. Exactly. Uh, this one's actually kind of hard. I mean, uh, it's hard, but I think more so I'm changing my perspective on, on character design. Whereas right now, to be honest, I'm kind of going t- more towards Megalobox just because I'm looking at character designs in terms of, like, variety. 
Like for Megalobox, there was you know you could distinctly tell which character was which character. That's true. And uh, and also they had their own kind of like you know uniqueness to it. Granted, Megalobox did a, did a lot of uh, callback to its original Champion Joe series, where a lot of you know, um, you know, um, for example, his coach had that eye patch thing. So did like the original Champion Joe series. You had the coach with the eye patch. It's that kind of like callback. But Megalobox was still able to produce character designs which were unique to their characters as well as recognizable from, you know, long distance shots and all that stuff. Mm, that's a good point. Whereas, like, but you know, about... I don't know if I, I, I want to say that, but that's just because of its um, uh, grasping back to old, you know, older anime. Yeah, I mean, I'm also going towards, like, it's, you know, it's like you said with the with the uh, animation. It fits the aesthetic in terms of their whole the whole ah, show. Good point, good point. So... Because with Wild Evergarden, though beautiful animations, beautiful character designs, and all that, not as much variety in ter- in terms of every character. The like, only unique one was Violet herself. Exactly, you know. Damn. So, it's and I don't know how, what what about Devil Man Crybaby. I mean, in terms of character design, I mean, again, it felt like a just a huge experiment, and like all the different demons and shit were cool. Or devils, as they want to call them. Mm-hmm. But like, for the majority of the show, you're just you just got your main character. You know, I mean, obviously he's fighting the demons and stuff, but like, you don't get a huge variety of them until later on. Now, granted, mm-hmm. again, all of them are cool, but I don't know if I can just give it to it because of that. Right. And it's also kind of hard to see a lot of them because, again, the it feels like the animations, you know. Well, okay, I don't want to say um, experimental anymore because that's just Studio Saru's style, kind of very wishy-washy, kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's kind of it's almost whimsical in a sense, but like yeah. with a lot of creative freedom. Very whimsical and free, and free, but it's also kind of hard to see the characters when stuff's going on. Oh, okay. But I mean, design-wise, they were pretty cool. I'll give them that. I don't know if I'd throw my vote into it. I think I'm going to go with uh, Megalobox with you there, Jomo. Same. Well, how about JoJo? <laughs> yeah, fuck JoJo. Okay. <laughs> I Not... can't say that. They have good character designs, but... Not buff enough for you? They're just... It's too JoJo for me. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe maybe if you're a JoJo fan, you can probably appreciate it even more. Yeah. You, but... you, you would definitely appreciate it. You'd probably even go for it, because... I mean, in terms of uniqueness, I'll give them that they all—they're all pretty unique. Yeah, they've got you know each character can be identified by what even just the color scheme of their character. Right, but you can also say the same thing for Gretzuka because they're all different animals. That's true. It's <laughs> not very clever character design. It's pretty straightforward. Right. So I'm going. Yeah, my my vote is going for Megalobox for this for this category. Yeah. Um. Ooh, here we go. Oh, there we go. This is the big one. This is the big one of the year. This is anime of the year. Now, I'm sort of just butthurt because Pop Team Epic is not on here. Yeah. Unfortunately. So. Yeah. But, you know, that we, we all know that one won, but we had to we had to give others a chance. Yeah, that one won our hearts, but we have to be professional. So. Right, right. <laughs> but so this, is, we... this is the hard list, though. This is sort of a difficult list for me, to be honest. We got um, a place further than the universe from Madhouse. We got Devilman Crybaby. We have Megalobox, Violet Evergarden, Hinamatsuri, and Zombieland Saga. 
Anime of the Year. That's a big title. Mm-hmm. Um, I know who I'm not giving it to. As much as I love Zombieland Saga, uh, they dropped the ball in a lot of places. Yeah, that's a good. What is it? Novelty. It's a good novelty anime. Great novelty anime. Yes. Like it. It'll. It'll. It'll hold up. Like maybe five years from now. Mm-hmm. Though, in terms of like you know, the year actually, I'm kind of surprised. Maybe oh maybe just me, but uh, Darling the French is not on here either. That's I mean, because that anime was received with very mixed review, mixed uh, feelings. It, really? it that was one of those where everyone loved it or everyone hated it. Ah, I see. So it's kind of hard to. I would. I can feel like it was pretty hard to throw on here. I guess because it was such a split. I split um. Split uh fucking like series. Yeah, I see. Hmm. Again, Anime can't vote on place place further than universe because I haven't watched it yet. But I mean, even with the rest here, like, hmm, I can't give it to Hinamatsuri because, again, as much as I loved it, was it too well? I mean. I, I'm not shaming it for the fact that it didn't have a plot, because that's not the point of it. Yeah. But... I don't know. I for can't so- shame it for it, but I'm still disappointed. Yeah. Because in terms of, like, anime of the year, I, I would have to, like... I wouldn't say define the define 2018, but it was it was a good addition. Like, I feel like that was one of those animes you had to watch at that year, during that year. Right. And Hinamatsuri, while good, it's not one of them. Iconic, because it's probably currently one of my favorite comedies, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not that. It's not like fucking... It's not anime that you're worthy. Yeah, because right now I'm, I'm I'm just going between two right now. What, Megalobox and Violet Evergarden? Yep. In terms of anime of the year. I don't know, I kind of... I... Devilman Crybaby did very well with what it did, though. But you're right. I it, I would hold Megalobox and Violet Evergarden over Devilman Crybaby. They're really good. Like both of these did really good job for their respective shows. Right. Great stories. And they both will hold up to the test of time. Great animation. Characters are recognizable. Both the main right. characters are recognizable and right. lovable. Oh, man. What am I going to do The only thing now? is, Joe follows a standard story, which is done very well. Violet Evergarden kind of has a very unique idea. And also and also has like a, 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 like a really developed character arc as well. Yeah. Joe didn't really have a character arc. He was just, hey, I'm Joe. I'm... He grinded his way up there, though. He did grind his way up there. Yeah. But um I guess I would say he didn't suffer enough like loss, maybe. He never lost, in fact. Wait, wait. Fa- did he? I thought he lost wait. The one that he had he had to forfeit one because he was being blackmailed, but they eventually yeah. re- rematched and yeah. he won. And then yeah, and the only one he had a trouble with was the paraplegic. But you know, he never lost. There wasn't right. there wasn't a lot of uh 'cause well, we're still, I mean, we're going by characters at this point. But, yeah, you yeah. never did lose. He I mean, lose. It's, it's it's the anime as a whole. So the characters, the story, the animation, everything 
everything bubbling into one. Yeah. I enjoyed. I really enjoyed both. That's a, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> both were defined. Both were defining moments of 2018. Megalobox had me at the edge of my seat. Violet Evergarden had me fucking sniffling. <laughs> oh man, it's like two two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. What do you? Are we gonna flip <laughs> at this point? I don't want to flip. It has to be. It has to be legit. It yeah. has to be legit. Because I, I also don't want to go by bias either. Because I know I'm, I have a slight bias of Kill, Kill Annie, but I loved, I I loved the fun with Megalobox. Right. It was so fun to watch. Right. Exactly. Ugh. Though del- though diving into Violet Evergarden was so like intriguing magical. as well. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, exactly. It was magical. It was just. Even though there was literally there was no magic. There was no like there was nothing out of the ordinary about that show except for the main character. Exactly. Nothing about her made sense. But it didn't have to. Like it didn't right, lot... it didn't have to. It just kinda fell into place, I guess. Yeah. Fuck. Do we need a couple days for this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We gotta give the people what they want. We gotta vote. That's true. This is for this week's podcast, because after this week it's it's done. Next yeah. week next it's next by next week's podcast, we'd have to already vote by then. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We got Joe uh, versus Violet. Joe versus Violet. The Knockout Wonder versus Mrs. Metal Arms. Or I guess you could call them both Mr. Me- uh, Metal Arm. Exactly. Well, technically, Joe never used his well, at a certain point. Um, I'm gonna Because uh, I was just about to say I was going to have to give it to Violet Evergarden because it was gripped by the story more. But no, that's false. I was definitely gripped by Megalobox more because it was way simpler than uh, Violet Evergarden. It was easier to pick up on. Way easier to pick up on. But I loved watching Violet, Violet Evergarden. Just, it was it so just, immersive. It was just, it was just it was a so immersive. for the eyes. Yeah, exactly. and it was immersive. It was immersive as hell, and like you wanted to, you wanted to be able to, you wanted to watch her grow. Also, right. Damn, this is. Uh, I can't do it haphazardly. Megalobox, Violet Evergarden. Mm. Megalobox bringing back the idea that you know people still want boxing animes, but then Kyo Annie fucking whipping its big ass dick out with funding <laughs> from Netflix. Uh. All right, what am I in love with? What am I in love with more? Am, am I? Why do I like Violet Evergarden? Is it because of the story, or is it because of the animation? That's what, that's be... what I need to understand. I mean, why do you I... love Michael Box? Why do you love Michael Box? Isn't it sort of the same feeling? That's true. Because Michael Box encompasses that classic feeling. That's true. They they're both aesthetically like pleasing to watch. That's a problem here too. They both do one hell of a good job of what they're doing. But the difference is, is that Megalobox did their art to for to to give you that feeling, mm-hmm. while Violet Evergarden did their art just to be beautiful. It wasn't exactly trying to achieve anything outside of beauty. Well, if I want if I want to add some more context into Violet Evergarden, the reason why the animation was done that way was because that's how that's how when, when reading the light novel, that's how it, it was supposedly visually represented. Because the director wanted to maintain the artwork that the covers and also the images from the light novel 
he wanted he wanted that to remain the same. So it's about it's true to the source material as well. That is true. That's pretty impressive. See, it, and, is, it is very hard for animators to translate what's in a book. Yeah, because he because he said that that was one of the things he wanted to maintain about the light novel was to keep that same kind of uh, art aesthetic. Mm-hmm. They wanted to keep that the same, keep that as as consistent as possible. Damn, why is it? This is actually <laughs> fucking hard. Like I can't. Like every time I think I'm about to decide on one, something else pulls you back in. Something right? Something else pulls me back in. Like I don't, I don't like this. And we still technically have two more categories because they're like sponsored little special fun uh, categories. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Uh, Megalobox Violet Evergarden. Both did excellent in what they were doing. Both are amazing animes in their own right. They're both so memorable, too. Like, if you were to say Megalobox, oh, yeah, that was a fucking badass uh, anime. Like, right. Violet Evergarden, oh, I loved Violet Evergarden. Like, it's, 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 it can, it's name worthy. Right. Both are name worthy, exactly. Both are super special. Fucking Violet Evergarden make me. I think I honestly cried in Violet Evergarden more than I did to any other anime. Really? Wow. And it was specifically because of that damn episode ten. <laughs> Had nothing to do with the story. It was just a side, a side fucking thing that killed me. And then Megalobox. That was like the first like, like sports anime I've seen in a long time too. Like it got me. It got me. It really got me hooked into the idea of boxing anime again. Right. So much so that I. I same, uh, so much so with me that I really wanted to watch Epo. But that's a very long endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> they're both uh, they're both very awe-inspiring. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Hmm. Ah, now I'm starting to get to the who the, who really deserves it yeah, kind, of, right? kind of mindset because I want to say Megalobox deserves it more because it gave us an old anime, made it modern, and made it made it probably as enjoyable as the old one was. Whereas Violet Evergarden is as certainly beautiful, and the story was told rather well. But it was there was more of a point to Megalobox than Violet Evergarden in terms of like what it was trying to do. You know what I mean? Mm, I guess. Well, I guess. Because like again, the point was Megalobox was bringing back the the old aesthetic and showing you that it still kind of holds up with with some polish. Whereas Kyoani, as always, does an amazing job with animation and storytelling. But you know. But then again, I would have never heard about. I would have never like thought about the you know the books of Violet Evergarden without Kyoani doing their thing. Like um, how do I say? They exposed me to to a story that I I now cherish that I would never have found on my own without mm-hmm. without them do, taking up the taking up the project. Because mm-hmm. if anything, I w- if anything, I'm think I I would actually honestly thank Kyoani for even doing Violet Evergarden. Because even even like I even from its first preview that was that that they released what a couple of years ago, like a year before the actual anime I already fell in love with just that idea because mm-hmm. like it was it was mysterious but it was also like magic it looked magical it looked whimsical it made me want to explore that world 
even more. But that's the thing. The world wasn't complicated enough. It was just, you know, well, old English. It, yeah, it was old English, basically. The only weird and mysterious part, again, was Violet. Why was she trained so well at such a young age? Like, before, we didn't, we never got any explanation about Violet. Nothing about her was really revealed. We don't know where her arms came from, because nothing in, in that world even hints that they have the technology for that. Two, we don't know where she got her training from. I mean, obviously, she was her training was enhanced by uh, being in the military. But before that, she was already a badass. Right. We don't. We didn't get anything about her. I mean, granted, we didn't get anything really about Joe. Yeah. But... Actually, yeah. To be honest, we kind of just find him trying to commit suicide in the first episode. Yeah. But I mean, it's a, it's it's more believable that Joe is a boxer than Violet is this badass fucking child turned metal armed fucking typewriter. I don't but know, then John. again, that's the it's... magic of the story. <laughs> 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 oh man, I can't go based on believability because fucking Devilman Crybaby is not believable, but it's fucking good. Zyberland Saga was already Zyberland Saga was already out of that believable department. Right. It didn't actually fucking the, never even explain where how they became zombies. We just accepted it. Actually, the most normal enemy here is probably the a place further than the universe. Yeah, that's the most believable. To be honest, out of all the six here, right? We have Hinamatsu is like. Was it? Are they time travelers or are they aliens? I can't remember. Or From Hinamatsuri, no. They were like experiments or something. Yeah. Different dimensional beings or something. No, Hinamatsuri? Yeah. Is it? No, they, they were just like psychics. Oh, okay. And yeah. they were just like... So where they, where they wherever they from? came from, their that secret organization just had advanced technology for no reason. Yeah. Again, nothing... Again, <laughs> Hinamatsuri. Nothing was explained. <laughs> there, wasn't a, there wasn't even a plot. You know what? Pop Team Epic. That, that's end of the year. <laughs> I, yeah, but we have to click a button. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm fucking... I'm giving it to... No, I can't say fuck it. It has to be real. Okay. What is your heart... We have to We have to go deep into our hearts at this point. We have, we have, we have to go... You know, to our core... Not just beliefs, but just... Objectivity. We have to go up... We have to go objective at this point. Not even, not even that, but like just pure. Okay, so what's the philosophy about anime in general? Being able to entertain you, right? Entertain you, being able to tell a story, being able mm-hmm. to engross you into a world where you want to go back to, mm-hmm. as well as being able to have characters you can love and hate. Still hard, fuck. Um. <laughs> hmm. Ah God, I, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here too long because you know we got yeah. we got to move on. We're already running pretty long. Yeah, we got we've already got two hours on our clock right now. Uh, All right, here. You know what? No, I know. I, can... I have to give it to Megalobox personally because uh, based on what I said before, it was driving home a point in the old anime can still look good if given some polish. 
I'm placing my vote. I'm confirming it now. That's my choice. All right. Me, I'm going the opposite. I'm going with Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden was able to tell like a good a great story, able to even translate uh, great uh, moments in like the, the books as well as well as um, Violet's transformation from war from war orphan to essentially a beautiful writer, giving yeah. her um, stoic performance. Mm-hmm. So, because if anything. That's probably one of the, one of the ones I, I I enjoy I enjoyed sitting on the couch for, mm-hmm. probably just being able to sit and watch. All right, it's All right, on record, Jaron. So. It's on record. It's on it's record. On record. And... We've made we've made our choices. We'll see what happens come February. But we yeah. do have two more categories that are pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, we have best fight scene presented by Capcom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Non-sponsored, but to us, but sponsored through Crunchyroll. Yeah, and we're not also sponsored by Counter as well. Yeah, so. we're not sponsored by anybody but ourselves. Yeah, exactly. We're not even the judges. Tell me, we should be judges on here. Just saying. But no. Yeah. Just come on, Crunchyroll. Where are ju- where are our uh, judge invites? Come on. Fuck me up, fam. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we have uh, Hina Matsuri, uh, Hina from versus Anzu from Hina Matsuri. We have All for One versus All Might, and My Hero Academia season three. We have Naruto and Sasuke versus Momoshiki from Boruto: The Next Generations. We have Jiren versus Goku in Dragon Ball Super. We have Yami versus Lit Little Lick from Black Clover, and Satan versus Devilman in Devilman Crybaby. Now, I haven't seen Black Clover, so I can't give it a vote there. Same. Satan versus Devilman was not that entertaining. Again, because of the animation, it's cool, but outside of that. It's not like a fight scene that great. I mean, one cool aspect of it was as Satan started ripping bits and pe- like piece like limbs off of Devilman, all the other devils that were on Devilman's side started giving them them giving him their piece like arms and legs to continue to fight Satan, which was pretty cool. But outside of that, it wasn't like anything. Right. Jiren versus Goku. Uh, that was like four episodes. <laughs> That was four episodes. Uh, Dragon Ball Z is very good at its fight scenes. Mm-hmm. But I've come to stop liking Dragon Ball Z fight scenes because it's just who can shoot the bigger blast and who's faster. And who can scream the loudest. And who can scream the loudest. Granted, Jiren didn't really scream much early on. Yeah. But it just stopped being interesting to me. If anything, they should have put up uh, Khalifa versus... Um, uh, Goku when he went Ultra Instinct because that was interesting, right? Um, Naruto versus Sasuke, Naruto and Sasuke versus Momo, Momoshika is probably gonna be my vote specifically because uh, the tail end of, not the tail end but like midway through Shippuden and anytime anything interesting happens in Boruto because that anime is fucking was boring the dick off of me. <laughs> um, uh, their, like, fight animation quality just fucking skyrockets. And it's just yeah. everything so meticulously planned if you don't pause. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> like, I love My Hero. I don't know why Hinamatsu's not here. Maybe for ironic purposes. But Well, it's, that fight was... Um, "Quote unquote fight." <laughs> <laughs> that was, was no competition. It was funny, 
That was but Hina was Hina was not was was not budging at all. Right, right. She essentially killed Anzu with that fucking head spin. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I I would have to, I would have to like go along with you just because the intricacies of like Naruto fights like up to a certain point Shippuden and past mm-hmm. that it's what is it there like when you look at fight scenes you kind of want to be like intrigued by the intricacies and also like the little bits of detail what hap- what they do in between of each giant ass punch even like to the point of the small little jutsus that they do in between right and Nar- and uh Shippuden and later on Boruto just all seem to always get the nail on the head and just give you every single fine detail like i specifically remember when Madara when Madara was uh, originally uh revealed or during the great ninja war or something like that whatever whenever it happened i don't remember but um there was a scene where like he like jumped down everything kind of slowed down except his eyes you just literally see them dart uh, like flowing back and forth as he's reading everybody's moves and a lot of that detail is also translated into the fight that's being shown that was shown here whereas you just get a lot of just the small minute details in Naruto and Sasuke's movements against uh Momoshiki and it's just great it's just so well animated mm-hmm. to the point where I'm, I'm I'd say that in recent years in in terms of just a uh, fight detail Naruto uh uh Naruto has ta- has probably won in against most anime just in right. terms of fighting detail yeah exactly like just even even just like layering in different in, uh, intricacies because there's a lot because when they do a lot of layers in the fights it's really entertaining to watch too right so entertaining well, i will give that a like a like a what's asterisk it's only when they're trying which yeah. is usually during movies or just really really big fights yeah otherwise it's just budget. kind of trash <laughs> Well, not trash. It's still it's okay, but it's not like it's not that level of quality, right? Um, and lastly, we have best continuing series presented by Verve. Uh, we have the Ancient Magus Bride, which wasn't continuing, but I guess if you mean like was more than twenty four episodes, or yeah, uh, probably that's what they're going with. Uh, Dragon Ball Super, which is still going. Black Clover, which is still going. Uh, March comes in like a lion, which ended. Uh, One Piece, which is uh, still going. Though I heard it's ending. The anime or the manga? It's, the manga is ending at some point. It's actually oh. ending. It's it's getting closer to their ending, but there's still going to be quite a few. Um, And we have Boruto. Uh, as I said earlier, Boruto was boring the absolute piss out of me, so I stopped watching it. One Piece is just a lot <laughs> to consume, so I don't know. Personally, I'd probably have to give it to Magus Bright because the the it's definitely the the best digestible one. Probably, yeah. In terms of like, it's, it's I mean the, the complexity studio, and story. Yeah, the story is pretty straightforward. There's a, it's, it's a fun it's a it's a fun series. Um. I do. I did enjoy March comes in a lot and like a lion, but you know, knowing Shaft, it was very artsy. A um, mm-hmm. lot of slow moments, but they're very captivating. But yeah. if that's under if that's not your cup of tea, then it, you'd easily get lost into that um, into the shaftiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, but and if you, you don't will get lost down the shaft, <laughs> exactly. 
And if you don't like getting yelled at every two seconds, Black Clover's probably not your thing either. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I fucking hate Black. I like, I want to like that anime. I, if we could just omit omit the main character, <laughs> I'd be I'd be so happy. Exactly. Well, it turns out he does yell less as you know. Time I goes on. I don't believe that. I feel no. like when you say yells less, I mean I feel like that means you got used to it, <laughs> and you don't notice it as much. You mean you're deaf at that point? <laughs> Yes, because he literally yelled every single line, and, even and, when he was trying to talk normally. I mean, it turns apparently that's also how he is in the manga, but then again, you weren't you being yelled. Yeah, you don't get to hear him scream at you for four frames. Right. Constantly. So I can't. I can't even watch Black Clover. Uh, Dragon Ball Super. You know, it's uh, Dragon Ball. It's Dragon Ball. I did do a hot take on uh, that that uh episode we did with i did with steven recently saying that gt is better than super oh, because okay. gt is calling it calls back to original like kind of original dragon ball where it's it's more of an adventure and less about the fighting right and that's what i mean yeah I, that's, that's that's probably why i did enjoy gt despite not being canon right um so uh that's that's my hot take on that but yeah, I'm giving it to Ancient Magus Bride because it's just it's one. It's a very easy easy to digest story. Um, it's though it's simple. It is. It has a magical world that you want to explore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, One Piece, Bar- uh, the Naruto universe, probably Black Clover, and Dragon Ball Z are places you probably want to you know are interested in. But like. There's a case where, you know, you watch something and you're immediately, you just immediately fall into the world. Yeah. And Black Clover is, uh, not Black Clover, Ancient Magus <laughs> Bride is definitely um that one because you just. It's also a really good romance series too. Yeah, it's a good romance between a fucking <laughs> skeleton boy and a depressed little girl or depressed high school girl or I mean, whatever her, she is. Her story was tragic though. Like, uh, yeah. you don't want to see she has to be saved. Yeah. You know, protect. Must protect. Well, she never. She was never really saved saved. I mean, yes, yeah. she was taken out of the situation, but she kind of saved herself, basically. Yeah, that's which true. Is, you know, which good. Did. Yeah. yeah. Good self-awareness, you know? Yeah. But there you guys have it. That two, two and a half fucking hours later, that is the 2019 Crunchyroll Anime Awards presented by Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Oh yeah, did it. Oh yeah, it's actually. I, just, I, I was wondering about that. <laughs> so this is the third annual uh, celebration of Japan's amazing medium made pa- possible by the world's most passionate community. Oh, we're passionate, all right. <laughs> yeah. So remember, so remember, guys, voting. The voting polls are open now. You have until January 18th because they said about a week from January 11th. So that's the 18th of January. Mm-hmm. Put your votes in now. We just put majority of our votes in for uh, the year. Um, the final winners were going to be announced on February 16th, and if you actually wanted to watch the uh, the actual like event, it's going to be sh- uh, streamed exclusively on Twitch from San Francisco on February 16th. In terms of time, it doesn't really say. Yeah, so, they'll probably release the time when it gets closer. Yeah, so just look out, you know, look out for your local uh, Facebook groups and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, though that's that was this year's Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Um, Pretty good, pretty good lineup, Ashley. Um, yeah, and and the end of the year did fucking tore me up though. So, but that's yeah. good. That's a good thing. 
but we've been going on for a bit, guys. Um, more than a bit. More than a bit. Um, <laughs> if you want to complain to us or, you know, maybe even fight us about what our votes are. Or what did you guys vote for? You know, what were your votes uh, for the Anime Awards? If you already knew about this, um, what, they can, what, what can they find us, John? Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Wannabeeaboo. You can find us. You can listen to us on YouTube or uh, Google Play, iTunes, the Listen Notes, Stitcher app, uh, iHeartRadio, and any other place that may have picked us up. And as always, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading us. We are past. Uh, well, yeah, we we've, we've been past a thousand do- a thousand total downloads. I get a. I still gotta do something about that. Um, because, yeah. well, I've been a bad person in general, but I'm be- I'm getting better, guys. The the years. It's we're, a new we're year. We're getting stronger. Exactly. We're getting stronger. We're getting more weeby. But as always, guys, my name is Jamal Zakoro. My name is Jerron Gaddis. And we are the Wannabe Boo Podcast, bringing the latest and greatest game and anime news, reviews, and waifus for life. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you next time.